I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little something. I'm bucking, up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Episode 108 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. I'm out in the fucking ass end of Long Island with my boy. What's up, man? Oh, what's happening, brother? How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. How you feeling today, brother? I'm good. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Lord Goat, a.k.a. Gore-Tex. In the building, in the building. What's so, uh... All right. I'm driving out here two hours... What brought you all the way out to Long Island, bro? I mean, um, I was born on the island. I was born on Long Island, so it's not, it's not that crazy. I've, I've lived, all, you know, I've lived in Brooklyn for years. Yeah. Um, you know, I just kind of got tired of waking up to go get blunts and people getting shot in the face when I'm trying to get blunts. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it that just, could, get, it it kinda, could ruin the flow of your day. Kinda, it's kind of, kind of a head killer. So, um. It's just quiet and serene. I feel like I could just work better out here. It's a little more clarity. It's, it feels a little less claustrophobic. Yeah. You know, I still have friends and stuff in Brooklyn. And I do business in Brooklyn, everything. It's just, it just feels different now. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm not mad at it. It's, it's, it's a nice fucking, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's, nice break. It's, it's annoying because it's an hour from everything. And, you know, people, everybody acts like Long Island is the middle of fucking going to Virginia. Right. Like, I'm like, bro, you'll go, you'll, you know. I'm not saying who, I'm just saying, you know, friends of people I know, there'll be complaints, you know, like, you'll drive an hour to go to sit in some fucking strip club, you know, like, but I'm saying to come out here, it's like people complain, like, oh, it's like going to Connecticut, it's like, it's uh, far, it's not that far. It's, saying, it's all highway. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not. Pl- me, personally, I don't give a fuck about driving. I drive all over the place. Oh, anyway. I get it, I Because me and you, we, we've been trying to link this and do this for a while now. Yeah, but you missed, you know what I'm saying, you're on the grind, so. I'm on the you grind. Got, you got three it's timing. Four, you got three, four hundred episodes out right now. Yeah, you know? four, five, yeah. couple, two, three hundred. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Fuck, man. So what's new, man? Fucking. All right, we can. Do you want to go back? Do you want to talk about the haunted alien shit that you witness out here? Do you want to go back to the projects? You want to go back to? You want to go back to search? <laughs> do you want to? You want to fuck? <laughs> we have MC Hammer story that you don't, can throw don't out there. To all of those. <laughs> no, I don't know, bro. Whatever you know, what I'm saying whatever. Whatever you feel like, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. But listen, I don't give a fuck. It's yeah. it's whatever you feel like delving into. Um, you know, I'm good with mostly mostly anything. You know? All right. You know? We got a little Ozzy in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So. Heavy Metal Kings. What do you got going on now? How about that? Uh, what do you got working? A bunch of what do you got cooking? On. Right now, preparing for these nonfiction shows. Uh, Canada. Montreal, Canada's three shows in Canada. I believe the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. So we've been preparing for those. Um, just, just recording a lot, honestly, in the studio night and day. So there's a bunch of different projects. Right now, I'm working with Stu Bangers. We're about to um, hopefully finish up this EP at some point soon. 
So that's probably the next thing on deck is this EP with Stu. Um, Dope. You know, Stu has been like, um, he's definitely been on his grind. Yeah. After, you know, after the, the, you know, the Cannibal Hulk gimmick and all that, he's definitely on his grind. Yeah. So he's definitely coming out with inspiring beats and, you know, he's a good dude. So, um, we're going to pulverize people with that project. That's good. Know, Cannibal Hulk was retarded. At least some videos for that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that was kind of played like, a nice part in that shit. No, I appreciate it. I think it was. I think it was a good product uh, project for Bill because he was, you know, he's always kind of been on that tip. You know, he's always yeah. been in the comics. He's always, you know, I mean, I like comics too to an extent, but it's just like he he was more into it. It was more him. Yeah. Know? I liked it. I'm not saying I was trendy about it. I mean, the 80s. We're talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, once I got more into music, it was like the comics, you know, that kind of stuff took like a backseat, you know? Yeah. I was into into comics for like a hot minute. And comics then, are amazing. I would never, I would never put it down. Comics. No, nah, listen, you, know? you like what you like. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm mad at it. You know, it's cool. That gimmick was great. It's not something I feel like I could. I don't feel, you know, but that's great. I don't, and, and you know, it's dope. I'm glad that you know it came out. I, I think it came out super heavy. So yeah, I think it's definitely one of the best things he's ever put out. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I would say so. so. Yeah, and the reaction is good. People seem to like it. It was, it was on Billboard and. Which you know, is fucking which dope. Is strange. It's, it's cool. I mean, I have you know, I have people from Nigeria messaging me. It's like it's their favorite thing on rotation. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, like what, what are you doing in Nigeria? Listening to that, like losing your mind over that. You know, that's pretty it's, fucking heavy. These kids go crazy to that. So, I mean, it's good if it you know if it makes an impact. It, that's you know. So yeah, so the shit we're doing with Stu, me and Stu, um, it's gonna be more dark and fucked up. You know. Well, you, well, you, well, you're not a happy rapper. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been accused of that, but, you know, I... Well, you, well your stuff is in all fucking my, tulips my, and fucking butterflies. That's my mistake. If I, were, if I was a normal happy rapper, then I would, you know, we'd all have the mansion on the hill, but, you know. All right. So well, who wants to do that? That's boring. I guess. It would be phony. Of course, of course. It's fake. Of course. But everybody's fake. Everybody's phony and everybody wants a mansion. It's just people aren't really willing to say it, you know. Yeah. You, you, could, you know, it's all about people have their gimmicks or whatever their hustle is. Right. You know, I don't give a fuck if I have an $8 million house. Right. But I don't beat myself up over it because I know I didn't prostitute myself. Exactly. Get that. No, no sure. obviously, if I'm saying if I really wanted that, I really could have. Yeah. But we're obviously not making commercial music and it's something that doesn't let up where it's like I've had people tell me like yo man your old shit is dope why don't you I'm not saying sell out but why don't you just try to just speak more to a major audience to a main audience rather than you know because it's like what I do is I don't really like I don't really look for anybody new I'm not interested it sounds weird but I'm not interested in making new fans right I don't no, care I get it I don't care there's people, there's enough people that that, that really know sure. where I'm good with that. So it's like, I don't feel like I have to prostitute myself in order to kind of, you know. But again, it's like, that could be, that could be, you know, it could be a backfire. It's all, it's all about, it's all about what kind of backfire. Well, you got a loyal fan base, bro. You got a cult fucking following, dude. And, then, and I think that that's known. I mean. Yeah, but yeah. And, and listen, and, and, and that's good. And I respect that. It doesn't mean, you know, um, you know. The majority of that is really on me because I don't have 20 releases. That's the thing. Other rappers, they came and kind of wore out their welcome. They would put all this working and, you know, grinding. And their shit is just kind of no replay value. And, you know, 
They made some money. They had more releases. Great. Right. Yeah, right. I, you know, I kind of regret not having more releases because it's just I wish there was more music. Instead, people harp on Art of Dying, Art of Dying, which is cool. Right. There just should have been more than that, which is my fault. That's cool. People like it. Right. Well, there's Electric Lucifer. There was a gap in between there. There was, was a major gap, which is right. that's a whole other story, but... Um, yeah, you can get into that if you want to. It is what, you know, it is what it is. It's real life shit. Right. You know, that, that, uh, you know, I look, I look at, um, I look at the yin and the yang. I don't take any anything positive without accepting. There's obviously, because I'm a music fan myself, so I accept yeah. what is gonna, yeah. where, where I'm analytical. Of, you know, I've read every fucking rock biography that's ever been made. And, right. Uh, probably too many, so it's just kind of like get it, and you know, people look for the negative. So I can own up to that. People, you know, I own up to, 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 because of the fan base that wanted music, it's just like I wasn't willing to put out anything that was half-assed right. or, or bullshit. It's just something I could have thrown together. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't have a problem doing. And it's like, they just keep doing that and they keep repeating the same fucking album over and over. Yeah, it's like... And it's like, okay, cool. It's great. It looks great on iTunes when you're building up a catalog, which basically, it's a good way to make money. So sure. it's like, I just didn't... I don't have material. I didn't have material ready enough up to my standards. Right. Of even if people would have loved it, if I'm not fucking with it, I'm not putting it out. Where it's just like an, right. If it's not in situations, I'm right. So, in a sense, that's cool. But in a sense, sure. In a sense, you pay. In a sense, you pay for it. Yeah. So you know. But listen, I mean, it all. It all. You know, basically, the bottom line is, like I said before, you got a fucking core fucking following. So there's people that have been rocking with you since. Before nonfiction, oh yeah, so, uh, up until right now, waiting for the next thing, yeah. and no one's gone anywhere. Well, I mean, that's not completely true. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm saying a blank yeah, state. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. I don't, you know, it's a, it's not, it's not. I don't have this fragile ego where it's like something's gonna be, something's gonna be weird. There's a certain situation where there was fans lost and it was like weird, and it was just like I didn't feel for a minute. I really didn't feel that fans really had my back. Right. I mean, this is going back a few years, not now or recently or anything, but there was a certain point where I was kind of just, like, hateful of everybody. I was just like... You what know, brought all that shit on? Oh, what what I mean, was the it was situation? Just, it, it was just... It was a whole situation with, you know, um, just shit that doesn't really need to be okay. gotten into too heavy. People know kind of the basis of that. Right. So it was a lot of peripheral stuff behind that, let's just say. Okay. It was that, and, you know, I don't know if fans are choosing sides. They got real confused. Things got fucked up. And because of that... Um, you know, your business is going to hurt a little bit. Because sure. Of, you know, and the way the internet was, was, I mean, the internet was fairly new and, you know, but anyway, not even to dwell on anything negative, it just, it was what it was. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's what it is. You know? And now look at that, nonfiction is going to talk. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we did, you know, I mean, right now we really need to be putting out a new record or, or putting out new material, which is something I would like and something I think that's going to happen in the future. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I was talking with Bill, and he was like, you know, Sabak is on the other side of the country, but he's like, you know, is it not nonfiction if there's a fucking, if there's a, like, like the song Hashem on a pentagram? All right, it's Vinny, but it's you and Bill. Right. You know? If, yeah. if, if Eclipse was uh, was that DJ, is it not a nonfiction song featuring Vinny Paz? Like, like you, you, I, I mean, mean, you, you can look at it that way. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you can. Know, you can. I mean, the uh, fact of the matter is, I mean, people have been getting new nonfiction material for almost a year and a half. Yeah. It just might be under a different banner, but... Right. Excuse me. 
But not really. I mean, Ill Bill did uh, Septagram. Yeah. Me and him worked on three different tracks on that. I mean, um, we've been doing shows. I've been getting hit up. People asking me questions. You know, we did a we did a reunion tour three years ago. Yeah. Which was really successful, and the ball was dropped. And that's and it's just not it's not. You know, without getting into too much, the ball was dropped and it wasn't cool because everybody was really ready to work right. and move on to the next step. And, um, you know, somebody wasn't interested. So that's that's at that point, you know. So at that point, you know, between me and, me and said person, um, there was confusion. So be, because of that, you know, it's like... Everybody has their own life. Everybody has a nine to five. I get that everybody has a hustle. Sure. But this is real life. This is a sacrifice. It's real. Yeah. And and we you know we're, we're really doing this. So it's like I've been wanting to put out a record for fans that have asked me for fucking ten years. Yeah. I've been I've been I've been ready to put out a record for over ten years. So there should be no confusion that I'm some fucking flat tire that's like, oh, yeah, we can't get it. This isn't 10, 12 years ago. Right. Where there was just some just some personal shit that, you know, whatever. This yeah. is completely different. Yeah. So we're ready to make an album. I'm ready to make an album. And it was just something completely different. Right. So um, sometimes in life, people have to make choices. Do you really want to do this? Is this something for you? Sure. It's not for a lot of people. Touring's not for a lot of people. Some people have jobs they can't leave. Right. Yeah, we're not kids that. anymore. Like, Absolutely. Everybody right. has kids. Like, yeah. I, like my, like I, I had kids at the beginning of nonfiction. You know, yeah. I started out fucking young, wild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and but I had children young. I had to make a lot of sacrifices. You know, sure. Going to Europe when they're young and working shit jobs back then and just you know. But the point is now it's either we're going to do it or not. Shit to get off the pot. We're already, me and Bill have been recording songs. Yeah. No one's stopping anybody from contributing verses or being around or you got to be around. Yeah. That's all I could really say. Yeah. Um, and that's just keeping it real. And this is stuff uh, I'll say to his face. It's like, I'm just saying, it's not really, it's just keeping it real of what really needs to happen. Right. Because, I mean, either way, we're doing a record anyway. Either way. Yeah. My point is either way, me and Bill have recorded... 18 songs Right 20 songs So You got it, 20 songs in the bag For whatever Whatever Somewhere it is. You, you, It's you, not It's you, not It's not That ain't much of an exaggeration Right not, like, sometimes You got a full You, a you got a long Full got a leg full, record we got, a, we got a full clip When it's ready so Right when, when people When people feel like They're up to it Lyrically And can contribute Which right. may or may not Be a problem If somebody's up to it Yeah Then great Then more power And let's rock Yeah But I'm not gonna feel Obligated just to you know, like put something together because there's a classic history behind it, right? Or so, if something just to throw it out there, just to throw just it, to out, throw it out there because yeah, fuck that. because it's still a nonfiction record anyway, right? So, so I want people to at least appreciate that when they hear Cannibal Hulk, yeah. you're getting a nonfiction vibe because that's kind of the, the sure. Because aside from the, the you know the concept and the gimmick itself, we're, it's, it's it's heavy as fuck. Yeah, so, without a doubt. That, that, and I think Bill touched on it too, like like on the future is now. It's like not every single song had everybody on it. Oh no, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean, I mean cult leader. Nobody was on cult leader, right? Bill wasn't on say goodbye, right? I mean, um, so it's not really it's not really about that. It's exactly, like, it's just it's, the name. It's just about it's about lyrical fitness. That's really what it's about, right? And, and, and you have to stay on top of your game. That's really what it is because because there's new dudes. There's new dudes that just they. They've been on their game, and these kids, they maybe, you know what I'm saying? They just, just, you gotta just be, you gotta listen and stay, and, and stay on point lyrically. Yeah. 
because that's what this whole game is about, you know, because it's not, it's a, for me personally, that's, that's really, you know, that's the only really reward I get out of this, is the actual feeling I get from hearing something like music I make or some, even someone else's music that's inspiring to me. Yeah. And that's, and that's really why, that's really the main thing. I mean, that's, that's, so. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take, you, you just said, you said before. That you were born out on the isle. You were born out, not all the way out here. I was born in Long Beach. Okay, I was born in Long Beach. Uh, and then you, when, when, when did you go? Um, I moved to Brooklyn in '83. Okay, how old? So, well, how, how old are you? I'm 43. Uh, yeah, like 44, something like that. I don't pay attention to that. Oh no, it's, you know. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, after 9/11, I think none of us aged really. So I feel like everybody. Nobody's at true age because of 9-11, because it was a trauma that was that was created. I'm not just making excuses. I'm just saying. All right, nobody, hold on. Hold on. Nobody's so you're a bugged out motherfucker. All right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go back because there's a lot of things. Like I'm, Right now, I'm kind of like, I'm not going to say stuck on super, but there's so many things throughout your lyrics, whether it's from a nonfiction record, from the Art of Dying, a lot from the Art of Dying, lyrically, what you're talking about, certain shit. Yeah. Um, like an earth rot and certain shit and then there's some electric lucifer shit and I believe there was an interview that you did I'm talking this is a long time ago not, not a long long time ago I think my daughter I was living in Howard Beach and my daughter was like two so this is maybe about seven eight years ago I don't know if you remember me and you were on the phone one night for hours Talking about shit When you were trying You asked me There was something about MySpace You were trying to make A Super Coven Name it for it familiar. And then you wound yeah. up Coming up with Super Coven Deli Yeah 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 There was a whole thing That we told We were yeah, talking I about I made a Twitter like that too for Yeah we were talking about We were talking about Bill's Kill Devil Hills record Which I think is Fucking brilliant That's my personal Favorite thing that he's done I think overall But now there was an interview that you did that I heard you were talking about the, the, the airplanes that you don't know if they're fucking aliens. Alright. Oh, well, now, 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 the reason why this is all coming up, and I'm just throwing a mishmash of nonsense out of my mouth right now, Sorry. is because you just said, since 9-11, nobody is there legit age or nobody has aged since but then there's also well it's, I can't you can't say no one has aged since or no one's their real age it's a little it's a little farcical it's, it's right. more like uh, something so dramatic there was such um, it was just something that kind of just escalated after it happened and it was this mental trauma that people got stuck into where X amount of years people definitely weren't themselves people sure were, completely traumatized and years and years happened to be going by so quickly that nobody failed to notice it or nobody said you know you would turn around and be like oh 9-11 was three years ago you know you'd see the TVs and there'd be like um, the know, memorial the day. memorial yeah. stuff and then you turn around it's eight years and it's like alright that's kind of weird and it just kept progressing and nobody talks about it because people think it's themselves they think it's really I talk about it actually pretty often which is bugged out I mean, that's cool, and it's, you know, I commend you, but, you know, I don't know if it's a lapse continuum of time or whatever the fuck it is, but, you know, it's real, and I don't know exactly what it's about, but um, it's definitely real, and it, honestly, it definitely affected me, because sure after 9-11, I did, before, you know, 85 documentaries are done, I did months and months of research and months and months of, 
you know, probably unhealthy research and figuring it all out. I mean, I, I, I figured it all out within within a month, you know? After, I mean, after, after the fact. How long, yeah, how long after the initial shock of, once you kind of got out of the initial shock of that day? Because I remember it like, like it was a half hour oh, ago. Absolutely, yeah. I mean... You started researching. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What's your synopsis of all that shit? I mean, it's it's it would be it would honestly it would be it would be too much to break every single thing down because it's just there's so many different nooks and crannies to it. Sure, I mean, it's very of I mean, course. Let's just huge for a week, everybody saw the missile that hit the Pentagon. Right. From the angle, and yeah. just, it was a seven-second YouTube video right. that lasted two weeks, and it was gone. And it showed the missile hitting the Pentagon. Right. Just a loop of that. I mean, that, but that when that was new, that right. Before anybody seen that, without now it's like what years. is it like three? What is it now? Now, if you look it up, it's like it's like three frames. It's three frames, but I saw the one frame where you can just see the missile hitting, and oh yeah, you know the first. I mean, it's just it's just so many footage that's questionable. Oh sure, they document the news footage, ABC, CBS. It's all fake footage, dude. From different angles, they showed you the real way it would look if it was. Um, it's a lot to say, dude, because really, uh, most of it makes sense that they weren't planes. Most of it, they looked like missiles. But then again, the argument again that still lingers is there's people that are missing that died. Right. So a lot of that doesn't make sense. And if they did die, they didn't die where they were. They were transported somewhere else and killed. Right. So I don't believe those people died with a you know in, um, not Peaksville. Shanksville. Shanksville. Uh, I think yeah. that that shit was blown that out of the sky. Yeah, that was blown out of the sky. It was cleaned up. I mean, there's just there's a billion, there's a yeah. billion things. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. There's just like even like like you see it's too much. Yeah. You see like like the hole in the ground and there's like little tiny little pieces. It's like oh, the plane disintegrated. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah, the 17 passports that were found in the midst of rubble. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's believable. You know right. I mean? Yeah. You know, when there's molten fucking metal next to it, like yeah, I mean, just just awful things you would hear. You would, you know, and then this guy, um, I don't want to get his name wrong. I don't know if it's it's because it's fucked up. But this guy, Kevin Conley or Kevin Conroy, or you know, it was a video of him asking for help. He was stuck on like the hundred and you know the ninety eighth floor, or the hundredth floor, right? And he's talking to somebody for help, and they're going back and forth, and he's like dying up there. It's like black smoke, and you know, she's asking him his name eighteen times. He's like, "I just gave you my name. I can't breathe." And you're asking me to find my name again. So he's trying not to panic and blah blah blah. And like while he's on the phone with her, you hear the plane sneak up, and it just demolishes everything. And it's just like bleak silence of like everything Oof. because you hear the plane come right into the windows it's hitting him you hear, yeah. you hear him like almost like feel impact yeah so I mean there's a million things I could go on to I don't really want to go that much into it because it just goes into building other things which I feel like have been covered a lot whereas yeah. even if people you know it's like you know, we know about mind control. We know about MK Ultra. We know about all that's all a fact too. That's all fact. Yeah, that's all fucking yeah. You know, we know obviously 9/11 was planned. They know what was happening. Sure. The woman who testified basically, she worked for the government. She knows the ins and the outs. Mm -hmm. I don't remember her exact name, so I don't want to give her a name that's incorrect. But she spilled, she spilled the beans on everything. And yeah. There's multiple people that did because they know it's wrong. What happened? So. Oh yeah. But, you know. So anyway, in the midst of that. It just fucked a lot of people up. Where I think like my mistake was probably getting too into it. Right. Whereas I should have just been concentrating on music. But because people it was it was such a shocking event and it still is if you really think about it. Because those buildings are gone. It's not like there's people were just killed. 
those buildings were there and they're not there anymore and we know why that happened because we lived through it right so you know it, it's it's it was definitely affecting it definitely affected me yeah oh yeah me too especially our, our our age group and older because you know what's fucked up is that now we're coming on to coming on to 18 years I can't believe that though. we're coming on to 18 years so there's 18 year old kids they don't know they don't know they don't know it's, you know, it's, it's they don't fucking know so it, it has a different impact it's like our generation's Kennedy it's like our parents generation's Kennedy oh, of sorts absolutely you know what I'm saying absolutely. so it's like Yo, man, and what's fucked up is that as each year, like I was, I was, um, my, my boys do the Ill Street News podcast out of Philly, and last nine eleven, they called me up and I was on their show for a little while, and they were asking me and talking to me about Mike's my nine eleven experience, like, and they asked me, like, how is the vibe in New York? And what's really fucked up and sad to say is that it's just almost like just like another fucking day. Like, if you're just looking at everybody, like me, I'm walking around like, yo, there should be a fucking... People have already been brainwashed and went back into their regular programming. That's what it is. Everyone's just robots. The first three years... You'd, you'd, you know, you'd be on the street and you'd see this, like, commodity. This all the American flags. Remember all the yeah, American flags from hanging hat from everyone's car? The people were communi- communicative and talking and everybody seemed to just, like... Have each other's backs and yeah, shit? Yeah, and then, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of disappeared and people kind of went back to their, their regular self. I mean, it's not to say that, you know, people are still on edge. I think people have just accepted it and there's still a portion of the population that are absolutely fucking back to their... Routines and back to just you know, you know that's not going to change. Right. Um, Most of what happened after nine eleven is that everything that was classic about New York disappeared. So whatever disappeared in the nineties, they made sure after nine eleven, because of the want of tourism and because of the money they lost, they were going to clean every fucking sewer and sidewalk and every storefront. Yeah. They were going to clean it to a T. To attract people to come back to New York, so in the midst of doing that, they destroyed the city. Sure. So, you know, cities always, always in history, they gear up for the next generation. You know, like New York had when the population was in the 1980s, you had the billions of stockbrokers all coked up and making billions of dollars. It was just catered. Now it's obviously the younger generation, hipsters, who have millions and millions of dollars that want to buy real estate now and. It's just it, It's a fucking nightmare And it yeah. turned into something I don't recognize it, It's repulsive It's fucking I can't imagine the time Where somebody offered me To go to the city Go to the village And chill And the thought repulses me Yeah I never. I don't understand How that happened right. Sounds isn't there None of the fucking Record stores are there you can't, None You can't buy A good fucking CD You can't buy A magazine Or a fanzine You can't buy A band shirt no, nope. you can't buy a, you can't buy anything there. You can't go see live music really, except if it's in a fucking hall owned by Pepsi. Right. So you, you're done. You're dead with. There's nothing cultural about the city anymore. There's nothing there. Right. So there's no. There's really no point. Right. To what see graffiti? That's cool. I'm not I'm driving. You know, I'm not driving an hour to go see graffiti. You know? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not. You know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not 28. You know. I'm yeah. Not, no disrespect to writers. I'm just saying. You know? Yeah. Just in general. No. I life, get it. Life is like you know, time is limited now. So for me to go to the city, I, it, it's whack. You know, back in the day, when, you know, in the 90s, it was, there was, it was shit was hot. You know. Shit was crazy. It was fire. It was girls. It was a reason to go there. It was business. You could see shows. It was just. 
Oh yeah, there was shows everywhere. Yeah, it was classic time. Every other fucker, every other block, there was a record store, a fucking That's import good. section. See here, fucking... see here, the magazine shop. You sold zines. You could find everything there. Yeah, imports. Yeah. It was like the end of the era when like Bleak Bob's is closed. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I can do away with a hundred dollar records. He would try to peddle, of course. But the point is, he was a classic institution. Absolutely. So the fact that none of those guys are there, I mean, there's a couple, a couple spots of generations, generations there. You know, not many. Not not a one, but I mean, I don't recognize the city. It's not really fun for me. You know. If I'm forced to go there, I'll go there, you know? Yeah. Go to a restaurant or something. But other than that, there's really nothing there. That, right. Which is sad. I mean, forget about Seabees. I mean, the closing of Seabees was, uh, was repulsive to me. How that place repulsive. isn't a fucking landmark is... is because, somebody, because somebody was greedy. And yeah, of course. somebody was greedy because 10 bands made millions of dollars from yeah. playing there. Sure. Five of them became multimillionaires. Yeah. So... You know, I heard I heard that CB's closed for six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Right, which is a fucking joke. Yeah, you know. So we'll leave it at that. So nobody wanted to chip in, or nobody we couldn't. You know, nobody could get a loan, or nobody can. It's a historic place. Sure. If it's two million dollars, it's, it's, I get it. That's a little higher. Right. I mean, you know, not that six, seven hundred grand is pocket change. Right. But from a community of people, I don't understand that, that. made multi, multi, multi millions dollars. An investor could have stepped up. I, that's what I don't understand. An investor sure. could have easily stepped up and out of either taken a piece of that, and it would have stayed in. And it would have stayed in business. Yeah. It's a cultural landmark. Yeah. Now they're selling fucking. 18th century Italian shoes Oh It's fucking Ridiculous I, I mean that, That's an insult To not only Music and culture It's an insult To history Yeah It's an insult Nobody stood up Nobody So that made me That made me feel Victimized for Yeah somebody. I took that personally Yeah That that would be gone Because it's a, You know I mean For a lot of people That was a place That was like a mecca Even if nothing, Sure You know Nothing would be like The old days But Of course not it shouldn't. It should be. It should be there. It should absolutely be there. Now a bunch of bankers own the name, and they make a fucking. They make a, a fake one in Jersey. They, they make, make a fake one in the airport, airport right, and they make like a clothing line out of it. Embarrassing. It's a fucking mockery. It's a mockery. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. But it, it's a testament to greed, and and um and. That's only about gives a shit about. So right. yeah. They got what they wanted is a John Barbaros. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is, I don't give a fuck. Whatever yeah. that that's sitting there, cool. Yeah. I went into I went into that place I'm gonna say maybe a month after he opened up the place. Just out of like I, I was I was almost literally sick walking in there. Like I was just angry in my head walking in there, like let me see if there's anything left of this fucking place. You walk in and there's like on one of the walls, it was like almost like in a case. They put like this plexiglass like square on the wall where there was an original part of the wall with like flyers and the graffiti and shit. Yeah. And I just looked at it and it was like in a glass case. I'm like, and I walked out and this was, they, 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 we didn't have smartphones yet. There was still flip phones, but I had a camera on my phone and I went to just to take a picture just to show the mockery. And they were like, no, 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 no pictures allowed. 
Yeah. And I was like, really? Why? So I can't post, like, to show what this fucking shit show is? And I walked out. No, because they know it's bullshit. They know the whole gimmick is bullshit. Yeah, I was like, really? Like, like you could piss in the corner and take a can of paint and fucking... And nobody would even fucking look at you twice. Yeah. And now I can't even take a picture of the encased fucking piece of the wall you have here. This place a month ago was fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean... Just the spirits and the souls and the music and everything that was created there. Right. I mean, I would feel, if I was them, I would feel uncomfortable doing business there. I wouldn't even feel right opening up shop there. I wouldn't even... Right. I would that's the greedy right. motherfuckers that you I deal mean, with. Oh, yeah, of course. Nobody gave a fuck that, like, Blondie took the stage or the Ramones played their first show there. Right. Or, you know, whoever, or television, or, you know, Suicide, or, you know... A thousand dead, other dead, fuck. dead boys Whoever no, yeah. Nobody gives a shit So like the rest of New York Like we said Is decayed People stop caring They'd rather open up uh, You know And that, that's just not New York It's everywhere It's right. fucking It's global It's It's yeah. It's all um, You know They have city bikes everywhere That you can rent And fucking pedal around the city with Yeah It's Animal Farm You know It's a, it's an Orwell novel It's That's Been here It's just now It's it, There's no There's no confusion about it Right you know? In the late 90s, people were like, oh, the year 2000 and this and that. And everybody like, I was paranoid. I know people yeah. people taking anxiety pills on Xanax under the bed. Yeah. I know tons of people that were like that. They, they were scared. <laughs> people were fucking scared of Y2K. You know? yeah, I was hammered on Y2K. Most people, most people were hammered. I was hammered. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, not, not to go on about it, but 9-11 was something nobody really, you know, from different countries really understand. You had to really be here. Right. You know, I was with my kids. I brought my kids on the roof. You know, six floors. We were on the roof. Where were you at the time? We were in Brooklyn. We were, we were in Brooklyn. Okay. In my in my you know in my apartment, I was with the kids. My didn't you my didn't son. you have a dream? You actually wrote about that. Well, gosh, I mean, I've had I've like had before, awful, but like before it happened. Awful fucked up dreams. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, basically because I lived on the sixth floor, you know. Um, I had a view of the city. I had a view. Of, I had a view of the skyline from Canarsie, you know, East Flatbush, you know. Yeah. Because I was six floors up, I could, I could see. I just started having these really fucked up dreams where, like, I would just like wake up and be disheveled and just feel weird. And I go lift up the window. I look at the screen. I look, and there'd be no, there'd be no trade center. It was there was nothing there. There was just the Empire State Building, you know. I'm not well because it's facing that way, so just on the. Far right, right was the Empire State Building, but there was no trade. There was nothing there, which which didn't say much to me then. Besides, it was just fucked up, and it's the weird. It would dream. just be flashes. And it was just continuing. It would happen like you know, maybe two, three, four times a month, different angles. It's just not being there. You know, really? It just, yeah. And it was just like you know, and this is before nine eleven. This is absolutely before nine eleven. I mean, this was actually absolutely. Probably after 93 So maybe it's like 90 Maybe 94, 95 Really? But you know I mean I knew that was happening From the first time On their attempt Yeah It's like people Like people started having Like mental trauma Of what had happened From yeah. 9-11 from, from 2001 Right For me it started in 93 Right It just happened And it's like You know 93 I've been on edge about it From 93 Because that explained to me Graphically and visually Yeah It was visceral even that this is going to happen now. Right. This is only going to take X amount of years, and they're going to kill 5,000 people. This right. Is, this, you know, they're excited by this, where it's like they only killed nine people. Yeah. You know, because that bomb didn't do the right thing. Or Which something. was insane that only like nine people or 11 people would have a... Absolutely. But they did a little damage for what that was. So it, that just said to me, all right, well, 
you know, a plan of magnitude, it failed, give them eight years, seven years, they're going to wipe it out. Yeah. You know, so and it was more or less that. I don't even know what it was. And, and, and that's when it happened. And it was like, you know, um, you know, why would the Simpsons know about that? I mean, you know, who the fuck works at the Simpsons? That knows stuff like that. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, you know, the Simpsons predicted all that stuff. There was stuff for the, you know, stuff exploding. And I'm just saying, there's there's a whole yeah. subset of of sure. you know, websites and stuff dedicated to why the Simpsons creators, like, you know, why they <laughs> put stuff in way ahead of time. That, yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't it like the, like the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, or maybe it was the second one? I'm not sure. One or the other. That they had to edit that shit because there was fucking scenes of the fucking t- I don't know Twin exactly Towers, what, but there was supposedly scenes of that. I mean, it's all in movies anyway. I mean, look at Batman. Yeah. I mean, Batman had they showed you specifically, you know, Colorado. They showed you on the map. Yeah. You know the specific city where things were like you know that shit went down. I mean, it's just it's just numerous numerous clues where. You know, it's fucking we, crazy. We don't know who's really in charge, and you know, know. unfortunately, our lifetime we're never going to find out because that's the whole game, and that's the game that's been going 400 years. Yeah, and that's the gimmick because it's just all about money, and people think it's like a hundred people that it. It's really two or three people that that are really running the whole planet. The rest of the people are closed out, and they're only kind of brought in when there's other stuff that need they're on a need to know basis. There's right. only two or three people controlling the world, and those people are obviously way in tune and way in, in tune with, with obviously alien species and, you know, subsets of alien species and um, meshes of different... That's what that's what that's about, you know? So so you said so before... Not to go in, but I mean, you know, when you go into that, I mean, I just feel like that's, where that's, that's <laughs> really where the control is. I mean, it's like... Well, when I first pulled up here, we were talking, I was like, what the fuck are you out here for, blah, 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 and you said things are weird, and you said you've seen stuff and there's things... Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not saying, like, something was huge and can't... I mean, it's not so much that, but... I mean, if you're out here at night, you'll see you'll see certain things. You'll see red lights from a, this, from a distance, far, you know, pretty far. But you can see it in the sky. I mean, kind of accelerating, going up and down at an at a, at a improper speed in the level. It's not a star. It's not... Yeah. Um, I mean... It's not a plane passing fucking plane. It's not some guy in, in, in fucking Quorum or some other neighborhood that's just like... With a drone. With it's not a right. drone. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll see things. I mean, it has a reputation, um, you know, East Long Island for, I mean, you know, all kinds of government programs and MKUltra, um, Tesla, you know, he has... His laboratory was like two minutes... Um, away. I mean, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of activity and a lot of interest because of the effect of stuff in the past. I mean, if yeah. you go out to Montauk, you know, the Montauk experiment. That's a whole other thing. Now you're talking about time travel. Like, I don't even know about the Montauk experiment. I mean, it's a whole other gimmick. But I mean, Montauk experiment. Those guys were based in time travel. They had machines, and those guys went back in time. And like, there's stories about one of those guys where. He has a whole story to tell of what happened when he went back in time and they went forward in time. And there's proof of that and it's documented. It's a whole, it's like a whole big thing. So Montauk has elements of that mixed with, um, you know, kind of like stuff they did with the government. They had underground bunkers. Um, there's miles and miles and stretches of underground bunkers on the island. I'm sure. You yeah. can look on Google Earth and see it. Yeah. And then if you follow it, you follow the camera or whatever, you know, through Google Earth. You'll see miles and miles of just nothing, 
and then you'll see five million dollar houses on the beach just if you follow the beach yeah. you'll see like Steven Spielberg's house if you you know if you want to be a creep yeah but you know you can really see you know but there's something there's some serious stuff going on you know it's like um and you know what's fucked up is that is that people instead of trying to get like into shit like that and interesting shit and how fucking shit works and all that kind of stuff People are too busy fucking going back and forth about fucking Donald Trump and fucking shit. It's like... Well, you can't, you'll never, you know, I mean, because I don't see... I, it's an overwhelming it's not, majority. Me, right, but that used to bother me. I used to give me ulcers. Yeah, now I don't even give a fuck I don't, about I, that I, I stopped caring about that because there's no hope for people. And in the grand right. scheme of things, there has to be people like that to exist. Right. Because the way I look at it, in a sense, is like, I don't know, everything already happened there. This already happened. Everything has already happened. So for it to make sense of the present, you know, people have to exist in these situations. Of course, that's to be Trump supporters. There's going to be people that are completely fucking brainwashed right. and mesmerized with this buffoon. Right. But it used to bother me. You know, it, it honestly, it bothered me when Obama was president. Because yeah. Because that was a whole other scam. Of course. And, and you know, and... Yeah, um... You know, his, his wife had both a penis and a vagina. Big Mike. That's a whole. That's a whole. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story. We get into Obama gimmicks for you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Shouldn't the president have to have been born in the country to be president? And that's I thought that was the rule. Right. Wasn't the rule. He was born in Kenya. Right. It's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. You know? I stop being mad and stop really giving a shit about stuff like that. And then people will go, "Oh, yo, are you a birther?" And they'll fucking oh shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Donald Trump stuff doesn't bother me. Um, it's horrifying. He has control, but trust me, people think like if he has his hand on the nuke, he don't have get to have hands on the nuke. No, because no, you know, because absolutely because, not. Because you know what? He's he's a poor boy. He's poor. Right. People think Trump. He's poor. He only has mistake money. Right. And that's seven billion. That's nothing. Right. It's nothing. And it's all fucking numbers on a computer. I mean, anyway. Listen, I'm, I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, it's trash. Yeah. Jay Z has a billion. Right. So you think there's people that don't have fifty, seventy, or hundred billion? They're really controlling stuff. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, you have half alien breeds now, like Mark Zuckerberg. You think he's a half alien? Power. He's been touched. He's he's had. He's had, yeah, he's been touched. You think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? In what way? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe he's... he's Because I've never spoken about this kind of shit with anybody yet on this, so... You know, I I don't give a shit if people believe it or care or if they... I mean... Yeah, no, I I get that, too. But the thing is... I don't care if people believe or care either. But the thing is, they should, you know, they should look into it because because it's quite interesting. But you have to really know what to look at. It's kind of like digging for records and making beats. You could look through 10 crates of records that you think are hot because of whatever, you're not going to find anything on it. Right. You know? So it's relative. You just have to really know what you're looking for and know what's not, what's real and what's not real. Yeah. You know? um, what were we just saying? <laughs> Zuckerberg's an alien. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He said he was tough. Absolutely. Anybody who has, <laughs> anybody has $50 billion access that money, they've been touched. They've been they've been tampered with or touched. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Jay Z's been touched and tampered with in his own right. He admitted it. You go up the ladder. Did he? Absolutely. In in, in secret ways. Yeah. You know. Um. The higher the ladder you get, it's just what happens. The, what happens is the rooms get smaller and smaller. So it's not like you're gonna just there's not a hundred people in the room now. Now there's twenty people. 
Now you have five billion. Now there's four people in the room with you at these meetings. All right. See how it works? Now you sure. got Zuck- now you got Zuckerberg was eighty billion dollars, who's basically controlling every person on the planet through subliminal waves. And that guy has eighty billion dollars. So you think he hasn't been tampered with? Absolutely. They're allowing him to exist. Right. Because everybody that functions at that level with that kind of wealth, you're kicking back. You understand? Right. You're kicking sure. back. You're paying them off. You're, you're existing. They're allowing you to exist. Right. He's not above. He's not above any kind of alien law. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like that's, that's irrelevant. That money's irrelevant to that system. Right. It's just about technology that they've been giving us for years. That's all it's about. There's no Apple. There's no Apple. There's no none of those guys are geniuses. None right. of those guys are anything. None of those programmers are anything. None of those guys mean anything. Those guys are talentless. You know, Bill Gates and this guy, they're all talentless. It's too much to get into, but it's alien technology. And it's basically been given to us. Well, they said, well, they've been, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about AI. It's artificial intelligence, but not in the, not in the way that people think. Because people think, oh, uh, aliens with the big eyes and shit. But it's, it's a little something different than that. Well, you mean, you mean as an alien technology to be used as servants or stuff like that in our culture, you mean? Or actual AIs or actual aliens? Because if you're talking about actual aliens with, you know, if you want to say big eyes, right. that's legitimate. Right. That's real. So as far as But I'm AIs, talking about the technology with the sound waves and all that shit, the people that you're talking about with Apple and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, all I'm saying is Apple is alien technology. That's sure. What, that's all that really is and... You know, you can buy you can buy eighty five inch TVs now for two hundred and fifty bucks. Right. They're basically giving them away for free. Right. And so every technology is forty, fifty years prior they've had. Right. So you know, people wet their pants when they gave us CDs. Right. And spaceships were using CDs hundred and three hundred years ago. Right. So it's nothing. It's just they gave that to us. You know. Right. And turned we you know Japanese electronics now our hand in that the whole thing is 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 ridiculous but. It's all alien technology, so I don't really think... Where do you think they got it from? Uh, I mean, that's that's questionable, because... Well, all of this is, extra, you know... Extraterrestrial technology is something they've had for... However long, whatever millions of years it could have been, in our, in our you right. know, understanding of what time is. You know, I mean, a flat-screen TV to us, you know, is whatever, but... That's nothing to them. That's right. nothing. It's not. It's not like we've had these scientists, these like Japanese guys, that are geniuses, even though they are. Right. But these guys didn't discover anything. Everything was everything was given to us. Right. You know. So when you take that into account, I mean, you know, it's overwhelming. You know. Sure. It's why people. It's why people kill themselves. You know, when things become that overwhelming, the reality becomes the clarity is that real. It's why so, it's why that happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Okay. Because because I'm saying t- when you realize what we're basically run off of technology. Yeah. You know, everything is like that, and it's kind of like it's just kind of pushing us more and more. It's like how much we can really take. Right. It's why 95 percent of the population is on anxiety medication. It's yeah. why people are fucked up. It's why people's skin is fucked up. It's why people have more mental health conditions than ever. There's a reason why. Sure. You know, there's a reason why they're spraying the sky 15 times a day, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nonstop in every state. All what, because they care? No, because it's it's you can get away with it. Right. That's why there's more breathing elements and everyone has asthma. It's, it's, it's you know. Yeah. So. Everybody dies of cancer. Yeah. Because I know when I was a little kid, it would. Cancer was a rare thing to die from. 
when I was a little kid, it was either there was a lot of heart attacks or like an accident. I might have to disagree with that. I think, I think, I think. From what I remember, when I was a little kid, cancer was like. I would say there was there was a, there was a large amount of heart attacks, but cancer to me has always been prevalent. It's always yeah, even in the '60s and in the '70s, as people that would get cancer, not in such a rapid rate. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was just as prevalent. You think maybe, so? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I'm not a kid. We're older now. You know more people. You know more about the world. You know more right. about situations. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah. Things are worse now, obviously, because of technology and, and stuff. And all the yeah. shit that's in the food and all that yeah, shit. That, that, that's all contributing. That's to... all contributing. It's all. It's just all part of the system. But people yeah. would rather listen to Drake. Oof. I'm just making an example. It's, it's, it, but it's the truth. It's, it's rampant. It's it's complete brainwashing, and you know you're not going to get those people back. No. Nor do you really. You, nor when the shit goes down, you don't really want any part of them anyway. Right. So. I mean that works out. Um, you know, some people live live in just what's really just kind of like around them without really seeing like a full picture. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is people don't travel; they don't get to go to other countries, sure. which, is, which is a privilege. You know, it's a privilege because it's like I'm lucky I got to be able to do that. Sure. Young and and years ago, where you know I was through underground hip hop, which is through, fucking through, crazy. I mean, it's awesome through music in general. Like, yeah. Just, but yeah, of course, through something like that, it was good. It was a learning experience. Yeah. You know. Yeah, people I think are trapped in their own bubble. It's like they have their nine to five. They have their same old routine. They got this, and then with the advent of like all the social media and stuff, it's like everything seems so much more than what it really is. I think. Because well, yeah, we have so much more yeah. information about all this well, shit. Well, they made it so. At first, it was the computer that you know you were tied to and stuck to, glued to like a fucking mummy. Right. So it became the computer. Then they said that wasn't enough. Because, right. You know, you still had a little bit of freedom. Like you know, they they knew you had a little bit of freedom. So the the next best thing, which is genius, because it's the ultimate iron plan, is now we're gonna get you to the phone. Right. So now you'll never leave us. Now you're suffocated. We are fucking yep. boa constrictor around your throat till you die. Right. You're dead. You're a numerical number. You're a prisoner. You are finished. Yep. So the phone. We know where you are all the time. The, the phone whole is the ultimate stranglehold. Yeah. And you know, that's the ultimate addiction. There's more than drugs. More than. Sex. Oh, without a doubt. It's you know, and we're all we're all guilty of it. So right. I am too. I hate it. But I'm aware of it, at least. I, I have the wherewithal to... Like, I was just talking... I talk about it a lot. Like, I don't understand why everybody has to post their every fucking thought or everything that they do. You know what I'm saying? Because, because the flip side to that is because people are miserable and depressed, and there's such little to look forward to in life, that... And I'm not agreeing with it, because I think you should live in the moment. Right. But the point is, there's people that they have nothing else. So that little fucking piece is everything in the world to them. Right. It means something to them. It's something to be captured. Right. So I'm not mad at that. Right. It's fucking annoying, though. Yeah. And it takes away from the whole experience. Absolutely. So like what Rob Halford did from Judas Priest. Yeah. He went and kicked the fan's phone. That's cool. My only problem with that is that was planned. Okay. Like, that was a gimmick He was just like he, You know People don't just go do that Like he wasn't just mad And he saw the fan's phone He's like fuck that And he kicked it He probably Before the show He was like I know people are going to be filming me I'm going to kick someone's phone tonight 
Right. And it's going to get a lot of press, and I don't care. Right. Because he doesn't like the phone gimmick, and that's cool. Right. Well, he probably planned that, and I was going to get press and make right. make make this make a stink. Sure. You know. Oh. Just to be just be back in the fucking headline. Yeah, but you know, people, you know, corporations and computer tech companies are greedy. They're monsters. They're worse than the Third Reich. And they have people by a fucking stranglehold. That's all people really care about is just really their phone and technology and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if people didn't have that, people, it's a worse withdrawal than drugs for people. If people don't have their phone for three days. Oh, forget it. People grow horns. They grow fangs. And, 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 that's it. <laughs> and you don't want to be around them. It's like when people can't have a cigarette. It's like, yo, get the fuck out of here with that. I don't want yeah. to be around that, you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's fucking like, bad. You know, so... It's 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 a huge issue. It still doesn't really get addressed. You know, it's like I I fuck with it. I need it. It's like I it's like a, you know, it, they they made it that way that we all fucking need it now. Well, that's that's the whole thing. It's it's it, you know at first it was a utility. You know, you can use for fun or something, but then it became something else where you're connected into one thing, and the one thing is this thing, and you know the nucleus is this fucking gimmick. Right. You know, I mean. The flip side is you're reaching people, and you know, but um, people don't really know what it's like to do legwork and really appreciate music. No, they really go back to like being a fan and not being able to get it, and and making calls and spending double your money to find an album you wanted to because yeah. you yeah. thought it was fuck dope. Yeah, you know, whereas like now you just download the whole catalog, not even an order. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. People yeah. know what's going on. Right. I look at some people's iPods. One thing is Autopsy, Cool Keith. Fucking Iron Maiden, Blondie, people's all fucked up. People's that's cool because people should listen to music. Right, sure. But people just people are everywhere. People are all over the place. It's and that's so cool easy. Because it's so easy. And it's not appreciated as much. And it's though. not appreciated. So it's like I mean listen, if you like it and you download like you know, if you downloaded a three hundred dollar French record because you like the music and you love it, you became a fan, I'm all for that. Right. When you know, when it's exploited and you don't know what's going on and it's you know it, there's a lot of it that bothers me. It's, yeah. it's, it's a situation you're never really going to win. Right. So that's a whole other thing. Like yeah. That also of, comes with our age, too, because I've, I've spoken about it a lot. Like, I remember back in the day of, of days of tape trading. I remember of course, going... Well, of course. You know, it's like when you would set... Like, I would take a piece of paper and wrap, like, $15 in cash in paper and put fucking nine stamps on it and send this fucking thing to Poland... And hope that you would get something back. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you know what's crazy? Three weeks later, you go into your fucking mailbox, and there's the, the fucking Polish kid in fucked up handwriting sent you that fucking Polish speed metal band demo oh, yeah, you would that get, you, you bought. Get, absolutely, but that was... Those and you, got, and that, you anticipated yeah. that, and you appreciate. And there was a whole ritual. I'd go in my bedroom, I'd close the door, I'd put that tape in there, I'd read the fucking lyrics if there was any in the demo. I know. You know what I mean? So it was appreciated. Those, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like not to be cliche and you don't want to be like, oh, those were the good old days, but... But it's kind of I mean, true. It, 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 well, it is true. Yeah. Because, you know, the internet ruined pretty much everything from, you know, tape trading to just musicality to just an artist's life, <laughs> royalties. I mean, it absolutely ruined everything. Yeah. But besides that, you know, you would go to shows and there was no internet. So it was word of mouth. Yeah. They had zines. Um, I had a zine that, you know, it started in, I want to say February of 87. It was called Graphic Violence. Um, I was 13. 
I was doing it Didn't have a fucking pot to piss in to pay for anything I still wrote every day I sent out stuff I paid for postage To send stuff to bands And I was getting demos every day I was yeah. getting interviews back um, I was a little kid But uh, I, I mean, I don't know I think from you know being really little, I was I knew I was going to do this. It's just something I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck if I made it or not. That was never part of right. You know, something you you gravitated you know. towards. It's like when you were growing up. Like what kind of music was like in your household? Um, I mean, my mom and dad was always into music. Even though my dad split when I was two, he basically left a a, a great collection. You know, I mean, and he didn't leave much. It wasn't like you know it was a good experience or right. You know. Uh, he loved the stereo, you know, and he loved records. And, you know, being three, four, five years old, I mean, I like records more than toys. Like, you know, I, yeah. like, I didn't have toys, you know, as a little kid, but those were my toys. That was, you know, like analog equipment. And, like, that was that was heroin for me. From three years old, it was, it was retarded. Yeah, it was retarded. Yeah, I, so no, never, that's dope. It was yeah. never, ever anything else. It was never like, oh, he likes baseball cards. And I never gave a shit about anything else. Right. So getting my hands on records from, like, Blondie, um... Abba, uh, Kiss, you know, stuff that was floating around back then. And that's what gravitated, because obviously this is before hip-hop, or maybe... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So, so you I got mean, into, from, from I guess, from that stuff, then you started gravitating towards, like, the old... As, I know, a fan, as a fan... I know because you were a metalhead first, right? Bef- well, not before that, because it's like... No, I'm saying before the hip-hop. Well, no, well, not really. I mean, it, it was just like, well, yes, because hip-hop wasn't really... It was not really functionable and like that then. So yes, it would be that. Right. Same know. here. Yeah, I mean, um, as far as being a fan of, of the first artist and fan, I like groups was probably the Blondie and the Ramones, just because you're talking about probably like '77. I mean, right? You know, even more than Kiss. Kissing Kiss came later on. Right. But um, metal was really you know early '80s, like '81, '82, going to summer camp, you know, in Long Beach. You know, me and this kid, uh, rest in peace, I heard, I heard he OD'd like three, four years ago. I, I didn't keep in touch with him, but he was a good kid, one of my best friends back in the day, this kid, Anthony DeBarry. Okay. Um, I know his brother, I don't, never met his brother, his brother John DeBarry is, he's around and he's in the scene and like, people know him, and, you know, but Anthony, I was tight with him in the 80s. Long story short, he got me into a lot of stuff, um, definitely a lot of heavy stuff too, so props to him. Right. But um, things were different back then, you know? Yeah. The 80s, you know, we'd go to summer camp and he'd bust out Judas Priest, you know, like, at the point of entry, screaming for vengeance, you know? I'd bust out Iron Maiden Killers. Just, you know, just young little kids and go fucking nuts. I had long hair. Yeah. We did everything. We all every did. You had, you had the nice mullet? Um, I had a mullet until it got dope. You know, yeah. Until I made it look, you know, just look like a jerk off for a while. Yeah. Of course, yeah, it's in that weird stage. It's in a weird stage. Um, my mom was cool about it, but, you know, that was the thing to do. I mean, but in 81, 82, I also liked funk and hip-hop because of my cousin who lived in Long Beach. And uh, he was a DJ. And he was a little older than I was. So he was definitely an influence. He had equipment back then on that side of it, you know, on that side of things. So even in 80, 81, you know... You had the Adidas fat laces, you had the boombox, his room was hooked up. Two-tone Lees. All that shit. Yeah. In 81... The uniform. Yeah, in 81, I didn't care so much about the uniform. Right. I was trying to get my hands on Judas pre-shirts and wear vests and, you know, fucking putting upside-down crosses on desks and... Sure. Living living the gimmick. It's like that was, you know, it was close to home, so I lived the gimmick. Yeah. But, um, the first real... 
hip hop thing was going to Roosevelt Field, like my mom was shopping. Okay. And making her buy Rapper's Delight. But that's every, that's so that. many people's first thing, obviously. Yeah, and that was real. We went and got the record. And um, that was life changing. Of course. Because everybody knew the words before it came out. So yeah. how many songs were like that at the time that were hip-hop? For me, not many. None. Everybody knew the beginning. You'd see somebody, like from the neighborhood or whatever, and they would spit the verse to you. Yeah. And then you would spit someone else's verse. You'd spit Wonder Mike's verse. It yeah. was bizarre. Yeah. So when that came into the fold, I knew I wanted to do that. Right. Because of how, like, I felt like, yo, I could spit this. I could spit it the way they were spitting it. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Like, I picked up on it, like, one, two, three. But, right. You know. I don't know So I was just like Yo this, this is it for me But at the same time Just collecting records And you know Doing the whole metal gimmick Right Because I felt both Were equally devastating Yeah absolutely But nobody else did In 80 In 81 or 82 right. just, it, never, it, just, it did not exist right. you, know what I'm you go to the mall And get looks You got like a Sabbath shirt on Or Yeah You know Or if you wore Pumas with laces And you wore Iron Maid long sleeve Certain people Could get away with it If like you know if you were on point, you could rock that. Right. I'd see certain kids, like if you knew they had like a boy, fat laces, mm-hmm. or like a butterfly, or like the cobra stitch. Yeah. And rocking like an Iron Maiden power sleeve, like long sleeve, you would chill it. Like you didn't give a fuck. Right. Those were people I was like, yo, peace. You would see them and just be like, peace. Yeah. Then you had metalheads that rock boots that were nervous with their, you know, their ball stick name with tight pants. And yeah. That wasn't, you know, the tight pants were cool later on, like, you know, people trying to rock a thrash gimmick and, you know. Sure. Which we all did at one point. You the know, fucking tight jeans. With their fucking yeah. with the white reed box. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic gimmick. Of know? course, everybody goes through changes and spots. So long story short, you know, I had the zine. I was tape trading. Um, I moved to Brooklyn. Right, you moved right to Canarsie well, Projects. Well, no, nah, I mean, I know it took Glenwood. To, yeah, no, nah, I moved to um, I moved to Sheepshead Bay first. The very that was in I want to say the end of '83. Okay, so from Sheepshead Bay, that was a whole other gimmick, you know, which. Um, I moved to Sheepshead there with my mom. Can you pause this? Yeah. And we're going to pause for a second because I got to take a leak anyway. Yeah. All right, we're back. All right, so you, sorry, no, you, what we were talking about was Sheepshead Bay and then you moved to Glenwood. Yeah, basically, um, you know, from Long Beach, we moved to uh, Sheepshead Bay in Brooklyn, you know. I mean, I was young. You know, when you're little, you don't really have much of a fucking say in the matter, so you just got to kind of deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to. I was leaving friends, and, you know, it was, like, kind of shitty. But I was probably, like, 11. Yeah, you know, so young. Like, you know, you have no say. Moved to Sheepshead Bay, you know, it was kind of... Um, people weren't that friendly there. It took a minute. So at that point, I decided to just, like, you know, focus on, like, doing, like, what I wanted to do, which was either do a zine... Or, which sounds silly now, but actually I can write a book on Iron Maiden. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. In my, in my world... That's like your band. That's your band. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much like now. I mean, I still listen to them, but it's not like... I'm like, every second is like, you know... <laughs> yeah, but they're your band. Of course. I mean, absolutely. Sabbath too, but Sabbath I listen to every right. day still. You know, I can't listen to Maiden every day. Right. I just can't, you know... But the point is, at that point, it was like it was a phenomenon. It was a, it was a phenomenon taking place, right. and and, uh, and it was uh, it was just like a different world for me. It was you know some nerd shit, but you know I was all, hey, about, all good. I was all about the music, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna just start, and uh, you know, I was 11. I had books already. That's crazy. That at 11, you wanted to write a book about all you need. And- 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it could be worse, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's kind of dope. Yeah, I mean, it was a book, Running Free, that, that uh, I think Gary Bushel wrote. And, uh, it's the best Maiden book. So, I mean, I had that. And, um, like, that inspired me to want to, like, do my own thing. Like, right. I'll take on it. And, um, obviously, this is many years ago. I only got, like, 38, 38 pages in, which was a lot, I thought. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like anything's from Do you still have it? That's it's awesome I don't have it You don't have that? Ah, oh, shit don't I don't have that The problem is There's so many artifacts That are lost Where it sucks Like I sat for seven months And put together a fanzine With, with a tight electric typewriter And Xerox Oof And um In a violent outburst With one of my exes Who's a fucking maniac You know Pretty much destroyed A bunch of stuff In my room at the time uh, and those papers yeah. and all the work and all that that went with it so I was like okay uh. you know, but I mean what came out of that was a good experience because um, you know you gotta get your feet wet you know if it's something you want to do and it's something it doesn't matter how old you are but if it's something you want to do and um, again this is pre-internet so there is no looking for things online. You have to get out and fucking get it. You have to go yeah, look for you things. Fucking put the work in. You got the work in. You have to make phone calls, especially cold phone calls. People don't know about that. You have to get people on the phone to give them time of day and have your hustle correct. Right. But nobody's doing that. So here I am. I'm 13, you know, and I'm calling people up names I'm finding on the back of demos and like thrash albums. Yeah. You know, looking for, for you know, whoever's managing and, you know, like you know, people know Testament, you know right. Testament. You know they used to be called Legacy. Sure. So I know that. Yeah, yeah. not everybody knows that, but they were right. band Legacy, and I had the demo, and on the back of the demo was Doug Pierce's number. You know, and at the time, and this is like I don't know, many years ago, yeah. I gave him a call, and you know, and people first to far out, they were just like, yo, they came in, like, aren't you a kid? Like, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but know, so what? I'm like, who cares? Like, yeah, I've seen. You know, this is blah blah blah. It's called graphic violence. People would hear me out, and based on that, they would they would be cool with it. That guy Doug Piercy, he was like, yo, he's like, you know, he's like, I and like he was it. he was Legacy's manager. Doug Piercy was Doug Piercy was also a heathen. He was a guitar player, okay. heathen, but he was also a manager to somebody. And he was producing demos at the time. So Doug Piercy produced a Legacy demo. Okay, and uh, Doug Piercy was like, okay, well. It's pretty far out, man. You're a kid, and he's like, but you know what? I'm gonna hook you up just because it's it's it's, it's pretty heavy, man. Yeah. So he gave me this guy Alexis Olson's number, who at the time, you know, he was a scene star. He was a thrash scene star. He was in the middle of everything of the whole Bay Area thing. Bay Area thing. So I would call him up and constantly just like pick his brain, you know. And he was just trying to like kind of help me out, and he respected what I was doing because it was just like he was, you know, it was a lot of enthusiasm. It wasn't, you know, it kept me out of trouble. It was something that like. Uh, I was always into wanting to do, you know. Yeah. Then you have the scene, then you have the metal scene where people are trading tapes, and there's there's all this product coming out. People are having all this crazy shit, so I want to document that, you know, especially yeah. with bands and stuff. So sure. So I did, and you know, long story short, this guy Doug hooked me up with Alexis, and Alexis was like, "Well, you know, you know, do you want, to, you know, like, do you want to talk to, you know, Alex from Testament?" And, I'm like fuck yeah, you fuck know, yeah! I'm a super hardcore fan, time. So yeah, it was just like that. And give me numbers, and we, you know, we put the word in for me. So you'd be bullshitting with Alex Cohen, like call him up and you know record interviews. You know, I'd have a little tape recorder set up to my phone, mm-hmm. long distance style. You know, my mom would lose a month. Yeah, long distance bills, but that's how it was. 
you know? They're like long distance bills. Like, you kids it. don't know about that. You don't know about bills, like long distance bills. All right. So, you know, I'm getting with labels, and, you know, it's it it kind of a freak show. People are like, yo, who are you? You know? Yeah. You know, people with dicks back then was, you know, it was like nothing changed. People are assholes. Yeah. What do you want? Like, how old do you why? And it's like, I would answer them. And by the time I started accumulating interviews, I had an arsenal of people that... You know, they're like, oh, well, who did you interview? I'm like, okay, yeah, I just did obituary, immolation, you know, um, pestilence, you know, whoever would, you know, yeah. uh, uh, atheist. These are people I spoke to on the phone. Like, you know, I was getting, no, I was getting, I was getting the connects. So, yeah. so I was 13 and like, I was at that time, those are big, bro. It was, it was dope. It was yeah. definitely dope. I was getting free records, you know, so, nice. so that kind of, that kind of thing led me to like, where I knew there was not going to really be. You know, I wasn't going to college, which I should have, but I'm saying I wasn't going to have that alternate life. It was either going to be me being in a band or me being a fucking whacked out rapper. There yeah. was no real... Were you ever, like, in a metal band? You ever started a metal band? I, mean, I jammed with people years ago. I was, never, I was never in anything, like... That made a demo or anything like that? No, nah, I never made a demo. I mean, a very, you little, play? A very little known fact... Did you play anything or you sang? I, I played bass. Okay. A very little known fact is around... I want to say, you know... Maybe the summer of '89, for like three months, like you know, I had a hardcore band. Yeah, what was that called? Take Control. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it was. It was who was in that band? Um, wow. Who was in Take Control? I want to say Dave Cutler, who was in a couple other bands. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he passed away. He's, he's he was around. Um, this guy Miguel, who's probably also passed away, and this other guy who also passed away, who hung himself. So. That's that. So, yeah. so you know, take control didn't Heavy. last. Take control didn't last. Um, you know, we would practice. We would practice in the same spot that, like, you know, biohazard type of negative person. Fast lanes. Like, fast lanes. Okay. And, and the other spot on um, on Flatbush Avenue. One was on Quentin Road, Ace London. Ace London, right? So you know, me and Bill were always there because Bill had injustice. Yeah, I was around for all of that. Yeah, he said that he was like you were always around. Yeah, and if there was any pictures and shit, you probably would have took yeah, them. Yeah, you know, it's like I was constantly pushing them to, you know. So pseudo manager at the beginning, you know, just like, but um, that's what we all had to really aspire to do, dude. We lived in the projects. It was depressing as fuck, dude. Yeah, it was fucking. Mortifying, it was horrifying. There was no hope for anything. There was no fucking hope. And you'd be walking so, around the Glenwood projects with a boombox blasting rain and blood. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you you couldn't. It depends. Not everybody could do that. You couldn't really just do that. I know. So <laughs> you know, you were selective about doing that. But yeah, I mean, I lived on the first floor in one of my apartments, and I would just have an eighteen-inch woofer blast them, you know, like run DMC. That I would put Slayer on. I just put all kinds of shit, and nobody ever disrespected. Nobody. I looked on the first floor. Somebody could easily punched out the thing or like throwing a bottle at it. Nobody cared back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Decepticons on every every corner, every turn that you're there. It's not, you know. Yeah. So people respected it. It mattered if you had a love and knowledge of culture of the culture, because people observe that because it's a fact and the and. Whether people agree with it or not is that, you know, um, people who are Hispanic and white, you're 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 a guest in hip hop culture. Right. That doesn't mean something negative where you're not, you don't matter or you're irrelevant. You're a guest in something that they created. Sure. So that has to be, you know, that doesn't get addressed enough. Right. You know, so 
you know, if you live in the projects, you deal with situations you normally couldn't. I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't authentic. Right. In the sense, if I didn't have a love for a culture, because I would have been stopped a long time ago. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of white kids of whatever Hispanic kids. I, you know, they have no knowledge of of, of hip hop culture. Right. They have no knowledge of of Af- African culture. Really, you could say, well, yeah, I like Public Enemy. That's irrelevant. That doesn't yeah mean that doesn't mean that much. You know, they never read Soul on Ice, so they don't know about. You know, there's just a lot of stuff. So sure. Um, it's just the roots of the whole fucking thing. You know the roots of it, so you know, it, it, which is a whole other thing. You know? Sure, but so it's always been this kind of schizophrenic uh, mesh of different genres and musical things. But independently, what first got me into it was doing the metal thing. It was doing the zine. It was doing the fanzine. Right. So, like I said, you know, I would just collect things, and you know, Bill was helping me for a little bit. Um, he didn't really want to do the leg work. He wasn't... Excuse me. He wasn't that into it. He was horny for the finished product. Like, yeah, let's be... He didn't really want... I'm just saying. He just didn't really want to... Yeah. He didn't really want to go too crazy on it. He wanted to just let me rock. He's like, all right, cool. Right. But um, this one Saturday, I remember, like, uh, I hit him up. It was like 10 in the morning. Because that Friday, I hooked something up at, at this label called Noise Records. And, okay. And Creator. And Creator just put out Extreme Aggression... So, great record. Not their best, but better. great record though. Good record. I called up Noise, told them who I was. They laughed. They said, "Okay, be here Saturday tomorrow, you know, and you'll have a one-on-one with the Beale Petrozo, you know." No shit. It was a god to me. It was like, you know, it was, it was a big deal. So I called Bill up. I was like, "Hey man, watch, watch it." Get showered, you know. Go, yeah. wa- go wash your nuts, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, why? You know, he's like, well, well, I was like, bro, just trust me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, all right. I was like, yo, we're, we're gonna go to the train. So I set it up like that. He didn't know. He really didn't know what was happening. So long story short, until we get there, he still doesn't know. And then I'm like, yo, this is more noise records, you know. Like then they said, his head was fucking blown. So hmm. we sat down and you know we talked with Mila. We met him and chilled like it was. Like it was nothing. Was he cool? Super cool. Say yes. Everybody is. Everybody is super cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I used to call Danny Loka from Nuclear Assault five, six times, seven times. Yeah. Looking to holler at him for an interview because me and Danny's thing, which is funny because we laugh about it now. It's Mm -hmm. funny now, but you know, I would call up, get his number cold from somebody. Yeah, which he was totally cool about it. Yeah. It was his mother. No yeah. shit. His mother's bit about Danny's not here right now. You know, nah. she's, you, know you want to call back in an hour? I was yeah. like, Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I called back, she's like, Hey, he's still not here right now. Right. Call back in an hour. Uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I'm good. It's all right. I don't know. But she's like, No, call it's okay. He said call back. I'm like, alright. Call Danny Loker, you know, no doubt. Call back, not there. Alright. She says, No, Danny went to the park, you know. I said, all right, maybe have him give me a call. Right. So, like, three hours later, I'm home, you know, and he called me up, and, like, we started. It was, like, one of the best interviews we did. Yeah. You know, and, it was, and, and you know, we laugh at it now, but it's like, you know, you're 13, you stalk people for, you know. Of course. And so, it was a lot of dedication, so a lot of it a lot of it stemmed from that. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, you know, the Rock Hammer and these other guys that came out at the time, Super influential. Oh fuck yeah! Where I live is influential. I go to the store to buy my mother milk, and you got thugs with boomboxes freestyling that are fucking dope. Yeah, that sound like Big Daddy Kane. Right. So I'm automatically influenced. I go, yeah, I want to sound like that guy. You know. 
Yeah, and just you just and like like you just touched on, you just like you know living in the projects, it's fucking it's miserable. Absolutely agony. Really? Absolutely agony. Absolutely. In what way? I mean, you know, you're living in the projects not because you want to, because you're fucking poor. You're on welfare. If you have a single parent, you know, most you know, there were families that did have two parents. I had certain friends that had two parents. Most right. people didn't. Right. You know, you had shitty fucking cheese. You didn't. You know, you didn't have that. People front. You didn't have thousands of clothes. People didn't have millions of outfits no. and millions of polo. Like that shit is a fucking gas. Yeah. Shit. So, you know, it happened. You know, said we. You know, we'd go to Marshalls and like you know steal from Marshalls back then to get polo. Little things. Yeah. It wasn't a low life. But I'm, I'm saying like. We didn't have it. People didn't have shit back then. Right. So, yeah, it was fucking miserable, you know. And then, and then because hip hop is such a, you know, flashy, you yeah. know, at one point it's flashy and stuff like that. So, you're too young to really get a job. Your dad doesn't give a shit. You know, my pops is just in a different country. He didn't give a fuck what was happening. So it wasn't like it was that. It was really right. just kind of like on my own. Yeah. So by the time I'm 16, you know, my mom passes away. That's like a whole other. Um, Oh, other fucking trauma. Oh, yeah. other animal in a whole yeah. other situation. You know. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. It's fucking... It's fucking nasty. Yeah, I lived a couple blocks away. I lived on E78 between Glenwood and Farragut. Yeah, my friend lived over there. My boy lived over there. There was a haunted spot on East 78 between um, Ralph, Ralph and uh, I want to say Ralph and Glenwood, one of those side blocks. Really? Yeah, my friend Mark 10K, he did some older nonfiction productions in 10K. Tanner. Tanner, exactly. Right. Um, you know, he, he, lived, <coughs> he lived in the projects with his family. His family decided to move when he was like 16. So instead of moving far away, they moved one block outside of the projects. Fine. It was a private house. Um, he told me from the minute he moved there, he didn't feel right. And he, was, he felt all sorts of weird stuff. Like, it scared the shit out of him, you know? Really? Yeah, I felt a little more comfortable with it. I remember him from going to South Shore High School. And we were in the same Shore. classes and shit. Yeah, like you that. Were, yeah, he went to South Shore. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. No doubt. So, you know, I slept over and, and it, was, it, was, it, was, it was horrific. It was like gruesome, the things that I felt, and it was just completely real. Like, whatever was... Whatever was in his house? Whatever was in his house was completely... Some cursed. fucked up energy? Yeah, it, it, energy it fucked up his parents for some reason. The last place they went to as well, like, in the projects, the energy was fucked up. They moved to this place, whatever it was, they took it with them. And it was just one of the strangest, weirdest things you could ever really feel. Really? Yeah, like, you know, I'm sleeping on this air mattress on this floor back in the day, and like, you know, three in the morning, I, I get up after going to the bathroom, you know? And it was just, I hear noises outside, kind of like in in this house, like just everyone should be sleeping, but I'm hearing noises. I'm like, all right, it could be the wind or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm forced to just, like, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom, so I can't really go back to bed. He's asleep. I get up, I open the door, and it was just this, like, um, this cold, it wasn't like Arctic, you know, it wasn't like something that would blow your whole, but it was an Arctic chill, like, the minute you open the door. So I was like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. I had to go to the bathroom, so you had to, like, kind of walk up the hallway, past the living room kitchen area, and into the bathroom, make a right. So, okay. dude, I'm making a right, 
you just feel something just kind of like go through you. Really? Kind of, yeah. It was just something not right. And it wasn't it was, with the time? Nah, it wasn't with the time. It was just a horrific feeling to go to the bathroom. Really? It, it was horrific, dude. It was just not cool. You didn't even want to turn around. You're like, nah. Because now, you you know, you're done going to the bathroom. You got to walk back. So like, I'm like, wow. Like, so you know things are bad, but you don't even want to walk back to the room. Right. Did you talk to him about it? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, but, you know, he was like, you know, he played it off like it was didn't really bother him, but he was, you know. He was trying. He was trying to be fucked out and act like he was. He wanted to be tough about it. You know. Right. I'm like, bro, you're scared shitless. It's okay. You know. What I'm, I'm just letting you know. I know it's real. I. I yeah. I felt something. Shit's horrific. Yeah. So a long story short, when it came to that, we knew some kid and like he went there. Like he was like, he wasn't super tight. Was he was a Christian kid and he went there and lost it. You know. We didn't say anything to him. Really. But in the same spot, he uh, he freaked out. Yeah, like a got a complete breakdown. Fucking Christian kid with a nervous breakdown. Complete, huh? complete freak out. You know, <laughs> complete wow. freak out. So you know, I mean, just be around and being around that kind of um, that kind of energy, and then you know, you're talking about an urban environment where it's like everyone's depressed, nobody has money, everyone's hustling, everyone is just fucking, you know, trying Straight to basically and- stay sane. You know, yeah. And if you didn't really. You know, if you didn't really stick up for yourself, you would you would get swallowed. You know what I'm saying? You would you would fucking pray, and you would you would absolutely, you know, everything is safe now. Put this way: you can ride a train now; it's safe. You go oh, to a yeah. club, you're not getting. Chances are, you know what? You're not getting jumped. Right. You're not getting jumped on the train. You're not right. going to get jumped on the bus. Right. You're really not going to get jumped walking with your girl on the street. No. It doesn't really happen that much anymore. No. You know so. It used to happen all the time back then. All the time, people don't even realize. Everywhere you went, it happened. In every aspect of transportation, yeah, that shit happened. You know, yeah, those were good. Those were those. Those were the good old days. Yeah, crazy. Heck, yeah. that keeps you on your toes. That keeps you on your toes. You know, what's the first thing that pops in your head if I ask you, like, what's the craziest shit you've seen in the projects? I mean, some of that probably wouldn't. It wouldn't even really be feasible to really record. Some of it is just, you know, some of it I couldn't really speak on to be honest with you. But what I could speak on, yeah, is. I mean, pretty fucked up stuff. I mean, this kid Shaw, we know Shaw got murdered, you know, over some dumb shit. Shaw was a good dude. He was a crazy dude, but you know, I remember skating. I just got a vision like a Mark Gonzalez. It was fresh. It was like orange wheels, whiteboard, super fresh. Huh. I take it for a ride, and I, you know, I see Shaw laying there, basically with half his head blown off. You know, his neck losing out. You know. His neck like open and severed, like laying like, you know, like, you know, if you go, if you get like a pound and a half of like roast beef, yeah. like like London broil, yeah, that's what you know. So it's like I knew I knew this kid, you know, I would buy, I would give this guy, and it had just happened. I would give this just happened. You like, had like just, I mean, I just within reason, yeah. I just yeah. I didn't, you know, you would hear, you know, you would hear, you would hear gunshots all the time, yeah. But sometimes it's just these guys throwing TVs off the roof. So Which is was, fucking bananas. I, I mean, there's a freak show, it was a circus, and yeah. it, it was it was just this sector. People, you know, I mean, there's people living in apartment buildings that get it. They know it's fucked up. Right. If you don't know and you haven't lived it, right? It's a, just a fucked up sector and a fucked up energy. Yeah. With like almost like a Truman Show thing over it, which got everybody's energy, and it's just insane. Yeah. Because in the summer, of how maybe, many buildings was the? It was, was 36, the, 36 buildings. 36 buildings totally? Well, like 16. Right. It was 36, you know, half and half. So it's like one side. There's one right. building with each side. So right, right. You know, um, you know, I mean, the summer, you know, like when I'm a little kid, I remember the crack era. 
the crack so I, the so crack I. era turned Decepticons from people cats who were cool if you knew them or just you know other gangs not just Decepts but Decepts were, were prominent you know um these guys smoked crack whatever they were doing for the first time people were experimenting and it was just a fucking violent absolute like Fellini absurd movie it was just people getting knifed and jumped I mean kids they knew white kids it was, a lot of it was racial a lot of it was racial motivated yeah. because in 88, 89 the racial tension was so it was at such a, a, a rising rate mm-hmm. similar to how it is now but it was like that then yeah. and it was just violence left and right yeah. So, especially in my projects, it was heavily affected. So these kids that were almost cool with some of these white kids and Indian kids, whoever else, they there was none of that. They didn't. There was no recognition of that. Right. So if you know, if a kid was going to the store at twelve thirty at night to buy his mother milk, he's getting attacked by nine wolves and getting put in the hospital. Fucking people, crazy. Yeah. People he knew, he might have known, no mercy. Right. And this is going on all summer. Yeah. So now you gotta be on watch. And then you hear this kid, this Polish kid, Sergi, got his fucking almost his brain knocked out of his head, you know, because it's, he's beaten with pipes. Yeah. Then you hear Indian Johnny, you know. I mean, it was nonstop. You know, yeah. cats throwing cats in wheelchairs. I mean, the shit was real, and it was just it was crazy. So you had to just be on your game, stay on point, stay out of trouble, don't snitch. You know what I'm saying? If you're around, you you. You grow up with those qualities, you you know. Yeah. And you do that almost out of fear too, because it's like you're, you're if you're a younger kid and you know certain things are going on, and you're sitting on the bench and cops are at you. Learn at an early age, you know what's right and wrong. Yeah. You also know those are the same people you're going to have to see later on. Sure. When they walk by nine of them, and they know you were talking to police. Right. It's not somebody you ever wanted to be, and it was something you never wanted to aspire to. Right. You know so. Right. That was that was you know that was a big thing. So the crime thing was serious, you know. Yeah. After a while, people get you know it, it just it just escalated. It just got to yeah, so like eighty eighty nine, and I lived over there at that time. And what's fucking weird is that I didn't know too many people from the projects really, but often I would walk from. I mean, East 78, I was literally two blocks away. Of course. So I would walk and I would go play fucking contra. At the fucking pizzeria. Because that was a cutoff line. That was the cutoff switch of of where it was it was acceptable. See, like when I So because I never had any issues. Absolutely. When I lived on 79th between Glenwood and, and, and Flatlands, if we would do graffiti and stuff, we wouldn't go past Ralph Avenue, where you're talking about. Because once you really if you get caught in the projects over there, you could get fucked with before it. So we didn't do that. Right. So if you were able to go to Tony's, that was the, that was the cutoff line of like you were okay to, you know, we would, get, we would get a little hairy if you went further in. Right. But, you know, I mean, there was still a time back then, like I said, it was heavy on the racial gimmick. The racial tension was heavy. Yeah. And um, you couldn't really just, there was no internet. You couldn't just be like some white rapper. Right. It was unheard of. Right. You would yeah. go to the mall and you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see it. You know, like I remembered, like in the mall, like me and my man, we were only kids, like rocking New Balance and oh yeah, you know, like like just like fresh. So no, no, no white kids, no Spanish kids are really right in Kings Plaza. You know, Kings Plaza was, was a war zone. Kings Plaza somehow. was a war zone. Yeah, again, you know, you had to be prepared for anything in the mall back in the day. Yeah, you you get in the beef at the mall 
For what reason? Who knows? Who knows? For no reason. It was just a thing. It, it was, was just a thing, and it, it was a free for all. So you know, and, and you know, plenty of times, yeah, it's like uh, everybody takes a loss. Yeah. There's times you're outnumbered. There's times I got jumped at the mall. <laughs> right. You get the shit kicked out of you. Who cares? You right. know what I'm saying? It sucks. It's happened. Anybody who says they didn't, they're a fucking liar. Right. Everybody's a tough guy, a big shot all the time. And there's people that say, oh, I've never been hit. I've never been jumped. It's a lie. Right. You're a liar. It's okay. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody, everybody's been, everybody catches everybody, everybody's out. Everybody's been demolished once or twice. Everybody's been humiliated. You've been embarrassed. It's, it is, you know, it, it, everybody's been maybe set up. Yeah. Set up by a girl or something stupid, you know, that would happen in your childhood. I mean, it's not, you know, yeah. everybody takes an L. It's not really, it's not, it's, it's not a big deal, you know. <laughs> um, you know, there's a time where me and my man got accosted by like 15 Guidos. We were four, we were 13 and 14, and we're surrounded in King's Plaza by like 13, 14 Guidos who were all like 20 years old. Really? All like, you know, threatening to like throw us, throw us off the parking roof. Which was like three floors of like, yeah. you know, so I'm like, you know, like my whole thing was like, I had like a, a, a suicide thing back then. I'll, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I'm, you know, right. I didn't care about my number. I wasn't a tough guy, like physically, I'm going to fight these dudes. Yeah. But I knew because it was a joke that was 13. Yeah. Now I want you to maul me. Right. Now show me, you got 13. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Right. What do you, what do you got? Right. And I like do it. Like, you know? Yeah. So I would be like, yo, I'm not impressed. It's 13, you know, like with 13-year-old kids. Yeah. Because it's still like a voice of reason. That of course. Step, you know. So I'm like, you guys are 20. You guys own cars. Yeah. yeah you guys are, you doing? I'm like, you guys are fucking losers. Yeah. That's that, you know? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I, got, I got smacked in my face by a 20 fucking six-foot-two pilot. You know, right. the point is... You got to get into action. Yeah. You want to know what it's like, and people want to. You got to know what that feels like, yeah, for better or worse. You yeah. got to stick up for yourself. Sure. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you. You're going to get humiliated, like I said. But you have to know what that feels like at an early age. Yeah. So you can take that with you. you yeah. Understand? Sure. Because it's, it's, to be a man is, you know, especially in these fucking. You know, it's not. It, it wasn't easy. And nobody. You, know, no. you don't have a father figure or, or, right. or mentors, which nobody did. A lot right. of people didn't. Right. You learned the hard way. And Absolutely. And you up for yourself, you became, you became that guy. You became, if you were the white guy, you became the everyday victim. Yeah. Yeah. And I know kids like that. And I, you know, they'd be scared to come out. And I'd be like, yo, don't be scared to come out. You know what I'm saying? Have balls. Stick up for yourself. Yeah. I said, because you know what? I said, these cats... I said, don't respect that. Yeah. You won't see it now. But I said, trust me, they're going to respect that. All right. And, I, I, and there was a lot of that. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, just come out. We're in the handball courts. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you didn't, you know, so they would come out. And like, yo, cats would respect that. They'd be like, oh, no, no God, peace. Peace. Yeah. yeah. So you learn you learn and get those stripes. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You got to pay those dues. It's, you know, I mean, I've seen it go the other way. Yeah. Where, you know, where... People, you know, cats wouldn't. Cats would want to fuck with you, and you couldn't take a joke. You they're gonna throw hands with you, right? Yeah. And what happens if you didn't throw hands? You become that guy. Yeah. So now you're that guy who, you're a pussy. They don't want you. You know, like, you you can't be on the handball court. You can't be chilling with some bitch where they're playing basketball. It became it's that it's yeah. that if you don't really there's a Stick code up for yourself. There's a code that fuck people yeah. don't know about that code. Right. So. You know, and like I said, man, there's a lot of kids I grew up with, they got destroyed yeah. by not understanding that code. Right. And they were life lessons that really could have helped them, which later on fucked them up. But 
I feel if people really just stayed by that code and like grew up and had that tradition, then they would carry that on. So like, you, you know, right from wrong. Sure. You know. Yeah, man. So. Yeah. And like nowadays Everybody with their mouths Because everyone's coddled and shit and well, everybody's, fucking... everybody's miserable And then you're giving them You're giving them a toy Basically Yeah Call it a toy A gimmick So you could go You know Shout out to 800 people Right It, it makes them feel better Right They're miserable I get it Right I've never felt I've never felt compelled to do that To be that miserable Right Where you want to You know People happy Cool Right You know That doesn't exist anymore but, you know, to go back to what you were saying, it's a very different time. Oh, sure. Back then. Oh, fucking completely different. You know, so... It's fucking nuts. It's like, dude, we're going on... It's going to be fucking almost two decades since fucking we were talking about earlier about how people were fucking shook with Y2K. That's 20 years ago, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's scary to think about that, and it goes back to... You know, the whole thing about time And, you know, what is time really and That's so, almost I'm 43 That's almost half of my life ago Absolutely Because Because the more we're realizing it And the more clarity there is about it We're realizing this is all a simulation you It's know? crazy And that's what it is You know Either it happened already And this is a simulation of the past of, You know Not to get You know, it's like I'm not new aging And I really hate that I hate that fucking gimmick Alright But <clears throat> We really don't know where we're at in the state of like where we really are, you know? Especially now. We really don't know where we are. And, you know, the fall of religion, the fall of organized religion, all these things had to happen where it seems everything is in its right place. Yeah. You know, not necessarily for Armageddon, but for a finality of some kind there, because it, it can't keep going on. Right. It, it just can't keep. Um, there's nothing to evolve to. It's just, it's, it's not really, you know, it's not to say flying cars, but there's nothing more to really, you know. You don't think so? There's nothing more. Nothing more to be pleasurable. Without right, right. Because you have, how much more technology do you need? Well, well, six, year old, well six year old kids five years ago are destroyed now mentally because of the way they were programmed because parents, they have 16 iPods, they have iPads, yeah. they have this. A three-year-old who screams for an iPad. Yeah. I know that, you know, I mean, honestly, that shit, that makes my fucking blood boil. Yeah. And I'll see parents that, that, they're like, they're letting their child scream over to get what they want. Right. For an iPad to play computer games for nine hours straight. Right. What the fuck do you think that's doing to kids? Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, not for nothing, it's like most kids... You know, they have ADHD and stuff that's not even really diagnosed. Right. They can't sit still. No. They can't sit still. I mean, there was always that element, like, when we were kids. But that's just know, being a kid and having fucking energy and fucking... There's a, different, there's a difference of having a lot of energy, and you go outside, you play, you fuck around with your friends. Yeah. There's a difference of being fucked up. Yeah. And, um, you know, sitting... On a video game for you know, I mean, it's just it's it's just different. You know, mm-hmm. everybody we know the differences. They're already out there. You know, kids don't get enough exercise. It's just, it's all it's all back to technology. Yeah, you know, so it's destroying every part, literal. I mean, I think the only the only positive aspect of technology and it's and it's macabre is pornography. That's the only cool thing it's for, man. It's I mean, crazy, but that also... That. And no, no, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other degradation system. Of course, it's all degradation. I'm just talking about convenience. Right. Like, you know, the whole gimmick of convenience. Like, oh, wow, I can, you know, I can watch uh, 
you know, whatever. You know, yeah. I can watch a vintage porn from like. I mean, the way it's set up is just interesting. It's not. It's it's like a, again, technology made that interesting. Right. Other than that, I can't really think of. You know, if you want to speak to your friend in a different country, yeah, it's cool. And like, yeah, that's you know, cool. That's cool, and you could talk on the phone. You know, like, where it's not long distance bills anymore. <laughs> yeah. But there's a price to pay for that. And, you know, you're talking about cancerous waves and radiation and all sorts of... Yeah, Ollie knows what the fuck is, is going yeah, on with this shit. respiratory things connected to iPhones. Right. So, I mean, how do you win? You don't win. So, yeah. like, not to sound like a fucking... A, a broken record. It's just like the disgruntled, bitter guy who's against technology. But at what cost? Because it's, it's disrupting your whole physical yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. It's just jumbling your brain. It's not... Social media is a jumble. It's a head fuck. Oh, sure. It's It doesn't mean anything. It's a simulation. People are killing themselves and dying over it. And people take day. it way too serious about this, that, this, who's talking about this, liking this, heart emojis. Like, well, do you it's, actually... It's, 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 it's all a gimmick. It's, it's all a gimmick. But, but people take that shit, like, for real. You can. you can take it for real. It depends whose game you're playing and what game you're playing. Right. So, you know, it's like... I don't really do the tit for tat shit. No, me neither. Like, like, there's a lot of peers, and I have a lot of friends, and I have a lot of musicians and friends, and I'll like all this stuff because I want to, and I'll support them, even if they don't do it back for me. I don't mean everybody, because I have a few good friends, but I'm saying just a lot of people, and people take that to heart these days. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm not following that guy. He's not following me, and yo, uh, yo, I followed him two weeks ago. He didn't follow me back, and he posted me. It's like, it gets to the point where it's like, it's all too much, man. Yeah. Either, either people want to... It's not give, that fucking deep. Either people want to give you your roses and respect you and fuck with you, or they don't fuck with you. And right. they don't like you, and that's that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, and right. that's okay. Yeah. People don't understand that. They don't have a grasp of that. Right. that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to have their fucking dick tied and messaging each other and IMs and being with this phony camaraderie. I'm not into that. Right. Because most people, they're not for me. They don't give a fuck about my music. Most of my peers don't. Right. They'll be cool and, you know, I have respect for people. I'm not relying on people to go sell my shit. Right. Know? Like, I'll post stuff from, like, my friends and vice versa. I'm just saying when it gets deep into that shit, yeah. people take it way too seriously. Oof, and it's, it's like, you know what? Don't fuck with me. Cool. But the flip side is, and it's stupid, but it's like, if you don't fuck with me, why should I follow you? Right. That's just, it's like a shake hands and, like, go fuck each other. Go, go fuck yourself. Right. So, and that's that. So that happens all the time. Sure. That kind of energy is rampant. And what do you think is going to happen to the whole game when all that energy is running rampant? You know? Right. Nobody's meeting each other to do collapse. Guys don't even know each other. They're doing songs with people. Yeah. They're claiming their set. You know, this guy is this guy. Yeah. This guy was Prodigy's best friend. And now, like, he's this, uh, you know, it's, it's a simulation. And yeah. it's like, I laugh at it. You got to really, yeah, really think it's comedic because it's humorous. It is. Because everyone's fighting. All these guys are fighting for the same... 200,000 underground fans You're fighting for the same guys Right Like who are you You know what I mean Yeah of course I know exactly what like, you mean who are you, who are you guys so horny To buy your records and downloads And stuff your vinyl now It's all the same people man Yeah like, You get kids An influx of kids And you know As the years go by People You know People discover new music Sure But generally A lot of the core Is it's a lot of the same people Right And it's, and it's the same fans That like You know they might like the Mortal Technique or this guy or this guy or Vinnie Paz or Nonfiction or Necro or whoever it is. Right. But a lot of these people are are fans that are like, you know, so 
just be yourself. What are you fighting for? It's like, you, yeah. you, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no crystal goblet at the end of, of like, you know, so, you know, <laughs> I, just like, you know I support people. Yeah. Even if I don't get it back all the time, right. I don't give a fuck. Right. Because I don't really care about that, which, again, like, it could be to my default, which, as an artist, it's like, I don't care about promoting myself that hard. It's not that. No, it's like I look at your Instagram page. It's like one out of every like fucking hundred and fifty posts is something music related. Yeah. I'll go on there. There'll be a fucking picture of like Anton Lavey or yeah. some weird well, wacky fucking bugged I mean, out I, shit. I mean, I mean, it's just to keep it interesting for me. Sure. Because I'm not that much of a narcissist. Where it's like I want to post pictures of myself and my sneakers. Hey, yo, right. check it out. I went to the studio today. Look. All right. Yeah. Look, check, like, hey guys, I'm in the studio. Like, right. Check, Please believe me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, play, yeah. I don't play that. People, right. Because people, you can see right through that. Absolutely. I, you don't need to know what the fuck I do when, right. when it's not that. I'm right. A, I'm, I hustle. I'm, we all, it is what it is. Right. Know? Yeah. So, I don't need to put that on, on, on Instagram. Right. I'd rather post a picture of Tatum O'Neill or a, a picture of, you know, Jimi Hendrix on acid. Right. It's interesting for me. Right. I don't give a fuck if people like it or not. Right. If it gets 1,200 likes, great. It's who cares. Yeah. That shit isn't important to me. Right. I'm just having fun. So yeah. If it ain't fun for me, I don't do it. Right. Because it doesn't, it, this way it doesn't feel like a job and is that responsibility like it's a job even though it is because it's a grind. Of course. And it, it's a 24-7 thing. So, when it comes to that, I give people a lot of respect of dudes that really, their, their work ethic is obscene. Like, it's heavy. Like, you know, like Vinny, Vinny Paz. It's ridiculous. And Bill, it's a nonstop thing, and it's constant work. So, I absolutely respect that. And sure. But my thing was, I kind of felt like, to keep up with that, because the thing with those guys is, like, the quality control is extremely high for that stuff, because it, there's never a slip in quality with those guys. There's not. So... I wasn't going to... Not that I couldn't, but it's like I'm such a perfectionist. I care that much about the music. If there was shit going on about why my life or... I'm not throwing a fucking album out just to stay relevant. It sucks. Or right. It's not... Or, you know, I have like some crazy maniac ex stalking me or fucking robbing my house or trying to stab me or... Right. All these things that happen and, you know, real, I'm a real person too. Yeah. So I can't... All that shit happen not affect me. Right. You know, I'm engaged. You break up with people. All that shit... Is 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 something that affected me? It's where like I didn't put out music. Sure. So and you know years go by. And you're like, well, okay, yeah, it's not that I don't want to put out music. All right. You're dealing with other stuff. Life, Life happens. happens. Life yeah. is happening, and as much as you want to do stuff. Yeah. So you know it's great that other guys like like I'm happy that they were able to put a body of work. Yeah. You know, like Bill and like nonstop working, which is cool. Uh-huh. I mean, and, that, and that's great for those guys. For me, it didn't. I wasn't in the cards to be able to put out a new record every year. Right. I wanted to, sure. but not if, not if it wasn't up to my my standards. Right. So it's cool because like whatever I have out is is all right. You know what I'm saying, but then again, there's no huge catalog. Right. You know, comparative to my well, comparative to you know, but which which doesn't which is fine. You know? Yeah, which is fine. But it you should nice. It would be. I'm saying it's nice from a business standpoint. To sure. Have Ten albums, of course. Absolutely. Because it's just, it's obviously, it's just, it, it, it's just income and it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but all your shit it? that you do put out is dope. It's not like, ah, oh, like that, that one's that. Like all your shit is dope. I don't know. Well, maybe it's a nostalgia thing that people just fucking harp on all dying, like you said earlier. It's like Electric Lucifer, which I thought it was ridiculous. No, I mean, good looks. I mean, again, it's. I thought it was ridiculous. That, that album, album is fucking that filthy. Album, that album is filthy. I mean, there's definitely things I, I'd have liked to change. So it's like, I feel like before I could praise it, 
there's just a lot of things that went wrong with that record. Just again, you know, it's just it's just the weird vibe, you know. Engineers pass away, files missing, and stuff. It was just it was just, the whole thing was just it was a tough experience. Right. So for what reason I don't know. People put records out pretty simply. Yeah. Something or it's just it it's more difficult. There's things specific synchronized roadblocks where every step of the way I'm doing something it completely would set me back okay you know and it's just like after a while you get used to it I mean it's happened happened for years it takes me X amount of years to make a record I send files to an engineer he passes away I, the engineer brings it sends it to the guy things get distorted things get fucked up this thing that just miraculously disappeared why you know like um, a song called FEMA on Electric Lucifer Mysterious. The song was mixed. I heard it back on the CD. It came back. The vocals were 50% low. Right. They were mysteriously lowered, which is almost impossible because I sent the mixes done. Yeah. The guy fucking at the, fucking around at the press doesn't have the qualifications to be able to do that. All right. So how at the last minute where it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened. And hey, man, I shrug my shoulders. I just take it like. You know, I'm, I'm like kind of like caught in the middle of something. Yeah. And if you don't go with it's the those flow, twin towers missing it's, dreams, it just swallows you, dude. Whatever it is, man. Whatever it is. So I, you know, again, electric Lucifer, people like it. I like it too. Yeah. I would like to change a lot of things, but um, you still have those vinyl. What was that? What was that company that put out your your? Yeah, it's still for sale. It's not completely sold out. Right. Electric Lucifer. It's it's. I mean, it's available. Right now we're working on um, putting out coffee syrup. Nice. Which was a, people know it was a mixtape that came out a bunch yep. of years ago, compilation stuff, some live stuff, just a bunch, just like a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I know. Of, I'm, I'm familiar. I have it on my iPod. Yeah. Some, you know, some of the titles were changed around just for legal reasons. So some of the titles are a mishmash of stuff that you might be might have heard or you might have may or not be confused about. But the point is, we're releasing it on double vinyl. Um, the shit's gonna be proper It's gonna be cool So especially if people Haven't heard it uh, for If I remember what is, it, what is the, the cover I, I could picture There's like purples And pinks in there too Mostly yeah, dark it's but a psychedelic goat Yeah It's just like having A few drinks With, uh, with some chicks Yeah So You know again It was for fun So you put like Splatter vinyl Some dope vinyl like that Yeah it might be that Maybe splatter vinyl Might do a new cover we might do a toy with it. I mean, so this is this uh, There's some surprises um, coming up. Absolutely. Are you gonna do it through the same company that's doing? Well, the Smoke on Records is a friend of mine. Smoke on Records. Yeah, uh, he's out of Germany. Okay. And, uh, Was it at Smoke on Records on Instagram? If yeah. they could look and they could yep. the, probably the yep. link in the bio or whatever. So. Smoke on Records, and you'll find him there. So he's cool, cool dude. And we're doing coffin syrup. Uh, me and Stu Me and Stu Bangers Like I said We're doing the EP You have a working title For the EP? There's no titles No titles I want to give yet That I want to Okay But it's coming We're about halfway through We're going to put that out uh, Probably on Smoke on Records We're going to have vinyl for that Are you going to re- Are you going to revisit I have to ask since we're on this Are you going to revisit Anything from All the Dying? Oh I mean It's not so much That we want to We're not legally allowed it's No a rap. huh? It's a wrap Which again I mean You know this Conversation to go on for five hours and yeah. just everything that happened. But around 2006, you know, I get a letter, I get an email from somebody um, where they were messaged. And they were like, yo, 
we need to find this guy, blah, blah, blah. He found my email, and somebody ratted because they happened to see T-shirts and stuff I was selling, you know, Gore-Tex shirts with, like, you know, like weed leaves, like bongs, like lesbians, like, you know, like, there was nudity and said Super Coven and Gore-Tex. So, so they, you know, they saw that. They were, well, somebody showed them that, I'm right. sure. And they didn't like that. So I had a lawyer contact me. It was, it was this whole thing. And, uh, for the company Gore-Tex. For the company Gore-Tex, of course. You know, I was like, listen, man, you know, like, I'm a fan of you guys. This has nothing to do with you guys as far as, you know, I'm not taking away a million dollars of your sales. If anything, it's like, I could I could contribute subliminally to some kind of urban, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like don't, don't bury me. Like, you know. Right. But that's not how they saw it. And... Legally, I'm not allowed to use a name. We had to work something out. Yeah, uh, yeah, we worked something out. Went to court. I had to go to lawyers. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real situation. So, at that point, I'm not allowed to use a name. I don't have a million names. I'm comfortable with. What the fuck am I going to do? All right. So for a couple of years, I didn't know what the fucking. I didn't know what to do. I was calling myself things for a minute. Then it's like, I, you know, after right. a while, I just honestly, I just kind of felt beaten down yeah. with the whole name thing. Because people come because lots of Lucifer is in Gore-Tex. No, but people got confused. They can't use Gore-Tex. So where do I find Gore-Tex? They go places, pages deleted. Yeah, you know. So I, I couldn't win. And it's going Elohim for a while. Yeah, I had people that hack like hackers, like constantly hacking my page. Even on MySpace days, I make a page, they fucking hack it. I'd have sixty thousand fans hacking it. That shit was hard to do back then. Yeah, and I don't want to name names. I'm not like all those other guys that bought everything. So all they do is buy fans and buy listeners and plays and buy views and followers. That's all these guys, most of these guys are doing now. Right. To be honest with you, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, so I worked to get whatever, you know, people that were generally legitimately into organic, the organic, legit. organic followers. Right. You know what I'm saying? But not even plays that game. Right. Yeah. So... So you can't even legally, technically use Gore-Tex? I can't use Gore. How about that? I can't Not even Gore? No. no. Why? Because it's part of the because name Gore-Tex? Because they copyrighted that name to use with Gore-Tex in 1972. Now, there's 500 metal bands with the word Gore in it. Sure. But because there's there's like a, legal, there's a legality, like a legal term, like a likeliness clause. Right. Because I was that guy. You can't be that guy now. If you came out of Gore... You're good <laughs> Right You understand what I mean? Really? You have a longer run than That's I That's such bullshit well, I'm being watched I'm constantly watched Since that all happened Right From the company From the company's lawyer Really? So You know There's certain things I can't say But if there was something worked out I will say that Right And I went there To work something out And ironically One of their lawyers Who just popped in you know, I'm sitting there You know Kind of like signing the check Because you know, I made it in such a way after a while, like if, if I wasn't going to get something I want out of it, I'm not changing my name because I've had this name for 10 years. Right. So it got to that point where I was like, oh, I was like, you know something? We're going to play by, we're going to play by my rules now. All right. You know. And yeah. They were, and they were like, well, what the fuck do you mean? I'm like, well, yeah, you can tell me to take a walk. You're paying me. So that's how it's going to work. Right. Like, well, we're not doing that. I'm like, good. I'll make nine albums next week. Right. And 300 sweatshirts with tits on them. Right. <laughs> see how, and see how you like it. Yeah. And they changed it to him. They were like, well, yeah. what, do you, what do you... I was like, I need, I need money. I need, I need bread. I need money like anybody else. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a small business. I have two kids I got to take care of. Yeah. I'm doing shit legally. 
you're, you're either paying me or because you're going to sue my label for what? Right. So good luck. Yeah. More legal fees and to, to waste time on that. Sure. There's no point for you to do that. Right. It makes complete sense. And it was, long story short, went back and forth and we came to something that I thought was considering, you know, the average person might think it's pretty good. Right. But I had to change my name that I used for 10 years and not be able to use that name. So it's like, I'm not that guy anymore because of that. So we worked something out. Cool. You know. So you're allowed to have AKA Gore-Tex? Mm, yes and no. Right. Not on, I can't make records and it says that word anywhere anymore. Right. Or Gore. Right. I can do a sh- if I was to do shows, I could use that right. as, you know, professionally, or, you know, I used to be known as, so it could be formally, right. you know, right. Lord Goat, formal Gore-Tex, form, whatever right. that would be. Like the I, flyers and shit like that. Exactly. Like, right. There's no merch and no records, no albums I can put that on. Right. So, so me breaking the name is done, you know? Right. But of course, people don't care about anything else. They're still going to call you that. Sure. Regardless of that. So I can't really win anyway. So picking a name, every name is taken. I have names that people, it's a pain in the ball. So I'm like, you know, fuck. Right. Use that. It's shady. It's kind of evil. It's funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, not, I don't like it as much, you know. What, Lord Go? Form, yeah. As my former name, it's dope. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, to me, that was the perfect name. You know? Yeah. But, uh, I'm over it You know what I'm saying Yeah It sucks I'm being watched There's nothing really you know, yeah. After we handled the situation That I was taking care of I, I still kind of used it After Yeah So there I go man We took You know We we, did, we we handled business And you're still using the name Yeah I'm like dude You know how hard this is No one else knows me as that Right People just say featuring uh, Like you know I haven't put records out But I'm all over records man What the fuck do you want me to do Yeah they're asking me to take YouTube links down and videos have 300,000 views. I'm going to take it down. I'm like, dude, I'm not taking none of that down. Don't ask me to take that it down. Already, that was before all this. Like, like you can't... Well, but it's constant. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a constant bombardment. Yeah. And after a while, it's like, yo, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, stop harassing me. Get off my stop balls. Stop harassing me. Yeah. And, you know, I went forward with another name. And that's that, so... Which is now... Lord Coke. Right. So, yeah. All right. Good shit. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. Fucking crazy. That's such bullshit, man. We fucking lawyers involved in snitches and. Well, I mean, that's that's. I mean, I could go on for all kinds of stuff. That's the right. Price. That's sometimes it's the price you pay. You know. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit, man. Fuck. So now, all right. Well, you got these next. You got these three shows coming up. Um, you got something working with Stu Bangers. We got these three shows coming up. Um, they should be good. I'm, I'm pretty sure Montreal is close to being sold out. That's dope. The other two, I don't know about. We're gonna do these shows. Um, we're gonna come back, just, you know, finish up the EP with Stu. It's you, the, Bill, and Eclipse. Yeah, for these three shows. Right. Yeah. Uh, I believe July 14th is a Fappy's 25th anniversary. I um, saw Eclipse posted something like that. So I don't know. We'll do something. The Fat Beats 25th anniversary? Yeah. 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 Um, do that. And, and yeah, we got some festival shows and European dates lined up in September. So right. I want to say the 9th to maybe the 16th or 17th will be in Europe. That's dope. So it's dope. I think Brussels, Amsterdam, you know, Cologne, I'm not sure. But a bunch of different places over there. So yeah, it's going to be very dope. You know, it's been a minute since we went over there. Yeah. 
And um, I just, you know, it's like I feel bad for fans. Like, you know, it's like they've been asking for years. Yeah. And, and, and it's like when something is half-assed, don't make me feel good because it's not something that I feel this in my hand in. Right. I wanted to be active for the last, you know, 10 years, whatever. Sure. Point yeah. I didn't want to be active. But the last three years especially... Yeah. So that's why we go and do other things. You know, we did Heavy Metal Kings, and- which was fucking dope. I'm, I'm so happy that you, I mean, you have a, you have a, a big part of a lot of the, a lot of those tracks on that on that on the last one, which oh, is yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, but the vibe was, I mean, the vibe was great because I mean, you know, Bill, you know, I know Bill for 30 years. You know, he's like a brother. Vinny's like my brother. There's not many people I would call that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not on that fake shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those guys are like family, and I give a fuck about them. And there's a real chemistry there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. For me, that was special. Because, sure. Because it's real. It sounds real. Um, wish my voice was a little louder. It's good. It's not, not a big deal. But um, you know, we got new shit. We have um, we did a seven inch. We're probably gonna have out in a few months at Heavy Metal Kings. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, HMK is is. Uh, you know, I didn't want to do it at first. I didn't want to be that involved if it was something that was going to take away from what they did. Or if it was going to change it around. Whereas, you know... Because it's like, I'm, I could be negative too. And I know everybody... It's not everybody, but there's music fans out there. They're just miserable bastards. Yeah. So when they hear that, but look, Cortex is involved. Oh, he's going to ruin it. It's wow. Like, well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, there's people... Because you got it. I think, on the other side of... You know, I think both ways. So... It was important to me to just contribute positively, yeah, and make sure, you know, I'm with the sharpest on my sword, yeah. Because of that, I'm, nobody, <clears throat> nobody wants to be a a third leg that's not keeping up lyrically, right? You know I'm saying that because that's, that's especially with Vinny and Bill. I mean, well, yeah, because that's that's you know, I respect their lyricism. I know they respect mine, so it's just sure we. It's not one to let them down. Yeah. Like, you want to come correct. Because you care about the project, you know. Yeah, and you yeah. killed that yeah. shit, bro. Like I was like, I saw you with, like featuring Gortex, featuring. I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. It's good. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was, it was a good experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one, and you know, so basically doing that and keeping busy and doing EPs, and hopefully nonfiction next year we'll, we'll get this album out because we pretty much have enough material. Yeah. So. Anywhere from Sabak. That's up to him. Yeah. That's up to him. To be quite honest with you, and like, not bullshit and give some fucking bullshit answer, it's, it's really up to him. Um, his job is more important. It's been more important. It's his lifestyle. It's a, it's a different lifestyle. Yeah. If, if he wants to be involved, he can. Right. Nobody said, fuck you. We don't want, we don't yeah. want to work with you. Um, for me, the energy's It's just about the energy, man. It's, yeah. If it's not there 100%, I don't really care about doing it. Right. Sure. Like I, I get it. I like, completely like I get care, it. I care about the fans. Yeah. But I'm not faking anything. Like I'm not faking anything just so we go to Europe a few times and just like I don't need to do that. Like, right. It's like because I care too much about it. So I don't need to be fake. If the vibe is good, it'll be there. It'll something will happen. Yeah. Me and Bill have kind of most of our shit done. We have some other joints to finish, but we've been working so. It's up to him if he wants to be involved. Yeah. It's great. And there's probably nothing more I'd like to see than him involved if he wants to. Yeah. Because it hasn't seemed in three years. There's been no interest. Right. I say that. So All right. came back from tour, there was no interest. Right. Maybe that would that change? I don't know. Right. You know? 
He has children I respect that I have kids too Right I hustle too My kids were little When nonfiction was So I did You know I work 40 hour weeks And go to the studio For 10 hours Sure And fall asleep In Pete Rock sessions Because I worked 12 hours a day At a butcher shop Right I've been there Yeah I get it But there comes a point Either you want to Be a functioning member Of a group That's touring Or you can't tour Right So if you can't tour Some of your you know, you understand what I'm trying Absolutely. to say? They can't be on 10 songs. Right. Because, you know. And, yeah. And it's just how I feel. If we get it together, great. You know, if, if he's, if he's, if he's on top of his lyrical sword, his lyrical game, mm-hmm. great. Because, for me, music is first. I'm not going to turn down something that somebody kicks, that's fire, that's some, that's some of his material that's been in the group, you know. Yeah. I want it to be fire I want it to be just as dope As me and Bills And that's how I feel so Absolutely Everything will work out It shouldn't be less Than you fucking have to, dope You have to want it That's really That's really yeah. what I could say You gotta want it And we'll see what happens Because We're not stopping the train For anybody Right Honestly Not at this point in the game Because we're not 21 anymore Exactly And It is what it is It's like we've all We've all Sacrificed stuff To even be part of it Yeah you know, so it's kind of like if you don't want to make the sacrifice, I'm not going to hate you for it. You don't, you're not going to do what I do. You're not, but you got to, got to either shit or get off the pot. Exactly. So people want to know that. People are kind of like they kind of, because I'm getting lately the last couple months I'm getting bombarded by people asking, oh, what's you know, you know, what's Sabak doing? What's he up to? I'm like, well, you could ask him or follow him and see what he's doing. He works. He does his thing and. Do your thing. We're here when you're ready to, to, to contribute and be a full-time member. Right. And if you can handle that, cool. If not, we keep it moving. Yes. Yeah. We've been working really hard, and I've been working hard the last seven years, specifically the last five years, to be honest with you, getting back to, to just to, to a certain situation. Sure. You know, where you have to put material out. And so it's like, me not addressing that is disrespecting my struggle yeah. for the last five years. Yeah, so if I, I don't, it. If, if, I'm saying if I don't say we keep it real and see what's going on with the group when people ask me, I'm not doing a service to it. I'm right. doing a disservice to the group. So that's all I could really say. Yeah. If, you know what? If, if he wants to be on a new record, he can. He will. Yeah. So hopefully he'll listen to this. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Yeah. You know? I mean, these are things. These are things. Uh, you know. That he knows I would tell him to his face mm-hmm. You know So I want the best For the group But I'm not willing To fake anything Or act like a certain way for, You know the, the fans suffered Long enough man It's like For, for 10 years They want a fucking record Yeah but I'm not I'm, I'm a fan of music myself I don't want to see Something dragged out No me you know, neither Because you know What happens After a while People lose interest People are like You know Who gives a fuck Right Who cares Who yeah. cares man Where were you five years ago Who gives a shit Yeah It could be the same way It could be a group I love I'm like you know what too little, too late. Yeah. So I get it. So that ain't happening here. It ain't happening with me. You know, I know Bill feels the same way. You know, he has other projects and stuff too. Yeah, hey, Bill's busy as a motherfucker too. He's, I mean, he's more busy than I am. Yeah. Just he has more projects. But the point is, if your heart's not into it, don't do it. Right. We're still going to do it anyway. We're riding this shit out till the death. Right. So if you're not fucking with it till the death, just, just. Just don't do it. Bow out. And, I was going to say, bow out gracefully and respectfully, and, and that's, that's it. okay. The thing is, he's great live, and, you know, he has fans, and people people want to see him live. But if he could work something out, great. 
Yeah. If uh, you know, if we get 15, 20 dates, and he can't do it, that's on him. Right. But you know, if it becomes that thing where it's like he doesn't have to be on every song, and it could be on, could be on a couple songs. That's cool. Yeah. Everything has to be quality. Yeah. Because the new material, especially myself, I'm fanatical to the point of fucking. I go delirious for quality control yeah. or, you know, things sounding right as much as I can. Yeah. So, you know, You're a perfectionist you, like that. You, you to, like what you like and you won't really shit. perfectionist to the much, I've cut my own feet off numerous right. times. Yeah, I get Being it. a perfectionist. After a while, it's like, yeah, you know, the perfectionist shit is cool. You have to put something out. Sure. You're right. And, either, you know, fuck with me or don't fuck with me. It's like, it's like anybody. It's, you know, yeah, man. So, well, good shit. <laughs> yes, sir. You had anything else off the top of your head you want to speak on? I, mean, I think we pretty much covered it. I think we covered a bunch of shit. You know, I mean, there's always a million stories about oh, yeah. with projects and naked Elliot running through the projects with his father chasing. <laughs> oh him. my god, yeah. You know, stories of losing your luggage and picking up the wrong one uh, and with fucking. I mean, Cans of nonsense on top. I mean, dude, those uh, those stories become legendary because for two reasons. Because one, they only happen to me. Right. <laughs> what's up? With, what's up know, with the shit surrounding Gore? This is what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't make the rules for this. <laughs> right. I have no idea. Right. I get it. But it's real. I, I believe mean, it. F- I mean, for example, flying into England. Uh, I don't know when. 2002 or something. Some shit. Flying into British Airways. We're in the plane and we make that little right, you know, you want to get into the bubbles so the plane connects with the thing so you can get off the plane. Sure. Whatever it's called, not I don't know. Little what it's called. walkway, skyway. Whatever thing. the fuck it is, yeah. Yeah. So we make that right, and the plane abruptly stops. Like we make that right, it stops. So we're all sitting elevated on the plane, we're just seeing what's going on. We're on the tarmac, the white tarmac. Yeah. You know? Plane stops, we're sitting there fifteen minutes. You know, it's like, oh, just get us to the you know, get us to the to the gimmick, get us to the tarmac, not the to the tube, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Get us there to get us off the plane. Yeah. Another 10 minutes go by. You know, it's getting hot. There's no AC. I'm like, what are we here for? Yeah. Like, what? So I see them. They stop and they're pulling out. There's 350 people on the plane. Okay? Uh-huh. They're pulling out a piece of luggage. Like, they're looking through it like, like there's a bomb in it. Like, there's, like, there's 20 pounds of dynamite in this fucking suitcase. <laughs> right. Whose bag do you think that ripped Yours. Out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was in it? That they Zero. Fuck- nothing. Nothing. Of no no interest to anybody. Nothing. So I'm like, I thought I was listening. I'm like, yeah, it's my bag. I'm like, you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? They're ripping my shit around. I got sneakers and like my toothbrushes on the tarmac. I'm like, yo, what is going on, man? <laughs> what the fuck? And it's just like, dude, I mean, it was... All like, of that because it went to rip through your bag that had nothing they, in it. Yo, there was nothing in it. There was nothing in it, and my bag is on the tarmac, and they stopped for that. Really? It was, dude, it was unbelievable, dude. I think Eclipse, when I, when I, when I spoke to Eclipse on here, he was like, only, it would only happen to you. You're the, the worst luck. The people, I mean, put, people didn't believe that at first. I have something following me around until when you show and prove, uh-huh. then they're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it'll be in a book. Eventually, I'll write a book, but it's too ridiculous. But, yeah. um, I mean, quick example, we're in, like, Frankfurt, Germany, you know? Me and this guy, Sabak, were sharing a room, you know? <laughs> I want to say Holiday Inn. Okay. And, you know, and, like, you know, I can't really fall asleep just that quickly. Some of these, you know, these guys, you know, they turn over, they fucking rot, they die. I can't, yeah. I have a hard time falling asleep. So do I. I need the TV on. Right. So, 
This guy couldn't sleep. He's complaining. I was like, I right, shut the TV off. I turn over. We try to go to sleep, you know? Two seconds later, the TV goes back on. So I'm like, all right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know what's going on. I shut the TV off. TV goes back on, you know? So he's sleeping. Like, I assume he's sleeping, you know? Right. So I'm like, oh, my stomach going to sleep, trying to go to sleep. I'm like, that's weird. The room feels like, like iced out. Like, it's just completely iced out. Whereas it did not feel right. Right. And I'm just laying there, and it's like, I'm just, you get it, t- like, if you know something's in the room, you get this tingly effect. Right. Where, like, your hairs are almost kind of standing up, and All it's right. just, like, chilly chills kind of thing. And as, I, and as I'm just laying there, I'm just, like, kind of talking to yourself. I'm just kind of like, yo, this this is whack. I know there's something, this is not feeling right. Just a vibe, man, just like, yeah. you know. And I feel like just, like, a tap. Like three times on my back, like an actual finger. Right. Just like out of nowhere. Just you feel like like one, two, three. Yeah. And I went frozen, dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I went frozen, dude. Couldn't move. I could not move, bro. I'm like laying there. I was like, I really hope this guy Sabak is like up. Maybe he did it. Yeah. Like he's he's like knocked out. Yeah, he's out cold. So obviously something was in the room. Yeah. So I thought I you know I got up. I hear stories about that, like sleep paralysis and fucked up shit like that and things in the room. Like I never experienced anything really like that. But it only happens to certain people. I know that. It, it, it's like anything, you know. Certain yeah. things, you know. But it happens to certain people. It's real. I mean, yeah. it's, no, I believe it. And, and there's people, you know, great. If you don't want to believe in ghosts, or that's cool too. Uh-huh. But um. You're wasting your own time Because they're real Right You're wasting time You're wasting valuable time With yourself In a stupid denial About something Right I can tell you You know I'm one of those people I can tell you Yes it's real Don't be silly Of course they're real A lot of them are everywhere And most people have Something following them Whether they know it or not Right You know Not to say they're guardian angels But it's something That's following them Like you know But they're not really You're not They're not really hip to it You know If you're missing keys yeah. Keys disappear Money it's all, you know. Yeah. It's all part it's, of the It's deal. far out, but, you know, if you do research and you're open to it and, and you realize that that's really a lot what's going on, if you get in that reality, yeah. you, you know, I think you're ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not for everybody, but, you know. But it's there. You really have no choice. I mean, yeah. You, you, you know, you have, you have spirits in your house. I mean, sure. you can... Not all the time, not every second, but you do, and people yeah. should, you know. I, have, I, I believe that. I believe that. Over the past, like, couple of years, I've, I've learned to... I mean, uh, I mean you have to. Yeah. You have to, you have to know what's real. Well, I was always the type of person, like, yeah, I ain't believe in shit until I see it. Well, for, exa- for example, like, you know, like, like Bill, like, ill Bill, he doesn't really, you know... I don't think he's that much of a believer in that stuff. Like, right. we differ in that, in that realm, because yeah. I've been around it. I've right. seen stuff, I've been around it, you know? And he's um, like, nah, you're crazy. Not just crazy, he's like, like you know, I've uh, had that experience. Right. That, pretty much it. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm, in, I'm with my ex in 90, 1991, sitting in my living room, you know, and, you know, neither of us, we were both sober. I didn't even smoke weed back then. Right. I didn't do acid until, like, 92. Right. Three, uh, 92. Yeah. So, I see some, basically a figure, you know, come out of the wall, like you know, like with a, with a basically like a yellow and white kind of like outline of somebody. Okay. Which was just like this like swashbuckler pirate kind of thing, with like a long like a long coat, like a long and a mustache, a typical swashbuckler you could imagine. Yeah. But you couldn't see it; it was transparent. 
Bugged and, out. And like, and like the limbs and the arms look like if you like found a book like how to draw comics. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah, yeah, sure. This, yeah, it was just circles. Like, yeah, yeah, you could kind of see through them. Okay. And it was just, he was, dude, he was like moving pretty much through my dining room into my kitchen where I, I couldn't see huh. into that. And my mom had just passed like maybe six months before that. So in my mind, I was like, it was a pretty shitty time. So yeah. I was, like, I was like, is this a hallucination? Not real. I should probably kill myself. It's not good. You know, it's not a good. So, you know, I asked my, my ex, my, my ex girl at the time, and I was like, yo, what did you see? Tell me you saw what I saw. And she pretty much described it without me saying anything. So, right. So, so you had, had that validation. I, yeah. That was very important, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not fucking going back shit. Confirmation yet. was important. Yeah. Long story short, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it was it was that. It was just, you know, experiences like that. And yeah. my kids were little, seeing things, hearing things, and a lot of stuff. So, it, for me, it's, it's, it's second nature. It's very simple to me. Um, it doesn't frighten me. It doesn't scare me. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's like that doesn't bother or scare me. Either. Yeah. Um, had awful dreams and you know that kind of stuff. And, like yeah. spirit worlds and weird stuff and yeah, awful stuff and yeah, you know. I don't. My, my girl is really in tune with that shit. And like a couple episodes ago, I did a, guy, a thing with this guy Mike Pelzo who does this. He does like these tours and shit, and he visits like graveyards and spooky haunted shit on Staten Island. So I did an episode with him just because it's something different, and we got into it where it's like. I, I never believed in like Ouija board type shit or whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's made by fucking Milton Bradley. You buy it in Toys R Us. Some fucking kids. I why yeah. somebody would say that. But yeah, uh, yo. Pause. All right, we're back. So, like I was just saying right before I press pause about the whole Ouija board thing. Like, my my, my girl is very sensitive to that kind of shit. And I've watched and I've seen shit that I've never spoken to her about, names, certain situations that I was very hesitant to even do it with her. And I'm like writing things and fucking asking questions and shit's coming out that she has no idea about. And I've seen shit come out. Well, the Ouija, the Ouija board is like what you were saying. It's a tool. You were saying, you know, Parker Buzz makes it, yes. Right. But the problem is negative things recognize that. Right. That. Um, that system, right? So you're still opening up portals to that, right? It's just a talk, it's just a talking board, really. I mean, she was like, I could write down the whole alphabet and the whole thing like on a table and use a shot glass. It could work the same Absolutely. way. But generally, it's not something you want to really mess with, right? Regardless, right? It's, even, it's just not really. Yeah, it's. Uh, if you can, because even if it, even if you feel like there's some positive things happening, there's just something. Always around the corner. Something funky. Something around the bend that's right there. So right. you can't have one without the other. Right. So I don't I don't I don't fuck with that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. She fucks with it, I'll fuck with it once in a while. I do. Yeah. It's kinda interesting. It's bugged out, it breaks up the monotony of something. No, 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 listen, yeah, I, 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 I got it's interesting. I'm not mad at that. I'm yeah. just saying from per you know, it's just not Yeah. It's just it's just not it's just not some place I would go. Yeah. Right. I hear and it. it's cool for people who do, it's just I have enough I have enough shit about it. <laughs> yeah, you think? Know, I have enough things, you know, weird. I mean, I, you know, it's like, do I really need that? Yeah, I don't think you need that. You, you're doing, you're I mean, doing you know, good enough on your own. There was a span where it was a good four or five, run, a four or five year run where it was this constant thing where it was just, you know, getting locked up for like this riot in Germany, you know, two kids, the promoters were like 20 years old, one of them ran off with three Gs. Jesus Christ. We didn't want to do the show. There was no security, people passing out backstage, you stole all our stuff. 
you know, we didn't want to play. There was 800 kids there. The security guards were getting hit with bottles. Um, we were like, fuck this. You know, Bill was like, you know what, we're leaving. He's like, we're not fucking our reputation up out here getting played out. This is the early days of nonfiction? Kind of, kind of. I was like, yo, let's do the show because there's 800 kids there. Yeah. Bill's like, nah, like, but we're not getting disrespected. I was like, yo, fuck that. Let's not do it. Then. We, that's how we feel. Fuck that. Right. The owners came down. Those guys left because we would take two trips to the hotel. Of course, I'm in the second trip. The owners come down. like, yo, you guys must perform. You're like, yo, you didn't pay us. Your promoters ran off with the money. You're not even offering us money. Right. They're like, we don't have any money. I said, yo, you've been serving drinks for the last two hours. Right. Go empty out your fucking bar. Yeah. And, you know, and work something out with us. We're not just going to perform after your promoter played us. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right, of course not. So he gives me a dirty look like, you know, it's typical like European, like in Germany, the, the, it's just like coldness. Yeah. You know, just in general, like that. So he gives me this cold fucking look. I go roll a blunt, you know, in the corner. Door rolls open. He's there with 15 paratroopers for like M16s. No I'm not, shit. I'm not kidding you, dude. It's like a fucking movie. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there with glasses on, just like, huh. fucking cooked. Yeah. I'm like, yo, dude, what is... Yo, what is going on? I'm like baked. Yeah. They surround me, you know? It's Fuck. like, you know. And the guy's like, you know, you're in the group, you know, like you're responsible for this. I'm like, who's responsible for what? I basically lied and said at first I was just basically doing merch, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not in the group. What do you mean? Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't know what, what the I'm the merch is. guy. Yeah. And he was basically telling me they're doing damage, that, you know, they beat up security guards, they're breaking windows outside. I'm like, what does that have to do with me? Yeah, I'm sitting here fucking high. Yeah, they basically like, you have to come with us and get up. Fuck. I was like, okay. So, somebody ratted on Eclipse, too. They're like, he's in the group, too. Eclipse. The fuck? Who who was never, I mean, he's a talented guy, you know? Yeah. He's never been in trouble in his life. Yeah, he doesn't seem like that kind of a guy, man. He's not that dude. No, he's not. He doesn't try to be, he doesn't want to be. Right. He don't know nothing about that life. Right. He was fucked up. Yeah. They basically, they shackled us, okay? They shackled me and this guy. So imagine we just flew nine hours to Germany, okay, to do this particular show. We get ripped off, okay? Huh. They, the best part is the promoters didn't meet us at the hotel to take us to the fucking show. <laughs> okay? Oh, it gets better. So 8 o'clock, we're dressed, ready to go to the show. Yeah. There's no promoter. Fuck. We don't know where the fucking club is. We vaguely know where it is. Yeah. We take a cab ourselves to find it. Right. And there's like 600 people, 800 people. I don't fucking know. It's well over 500 people. Yeah. You know? And we have to go into the front exit. The front entrance. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you fucking kidding me? Nobody to be found. These kids are nowhere to be found. It was like three grand, 3,500 bucks. Not a lot of money. It was back then. And it's sure. necessary yeah. when you're on the road. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I walk through the crowd. I see this kid like, like rubbing up against some chick's ass or like grabbing her tits and this is the point of the promoters I thought I was hallucinating yeah you left us at the hotel we don't know where the show is bro yeah so my blind rage I was like trying not to lose it but I also knew like I would get, didn't want to get arrested sure so I got right in between him and her like just like I just like whatever whatever little reggaeton dance they were doing I just yeah. got right in the middle you know? uh huh I was like, hey, brother. Like, look at this guy in his face, and he fucking shit his pants. Of like, course he did. He fucking, he was just like, cop and please. I'm like, dude, 
go get some money. I'm gonna fucking choke you to death right here. Right. And he was crying. He was like, yo, he's like, my friend Anders ran off with the money. He's an alcoholic. I don't know if it's true or not. Right. It's irrelevant. Right. The fact this jerk off piece of trash would have the nerve to fuck our shit up and be in there trying to talk to a girl. Right. When we don't even know. Anyway, I get arrested. Me and Eclipse get popped for that. We go to jail, pop through the system. They throw me in a fucking... In mat. fucking Germany? Yeah, in Munich. Yeah, Jesus Munich, Christ. Munich, Germany. Oh, God. Right, absolutely. Don't give me water. All right. Throw me in the fucking cell. Two hours later, the guy gives me a cup. He comes over. He says, Ach, dein ein keiner. I was like, yo, whatever that is, it's not impressive. If it's not a gas chamber, right. if you're not, because I'm on that tip. You yeah. Impress me now. Now I'm in the heart of it. Yeah. And I'm a Jew. Yeah. Impress me. Right. What do you got, brother? Yeah. Achten keiner. So if I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Oh. <laughs> Opens the thing up. It's a cup. It's like a six ounce cup of coffee. Uh. With the beans still floating in it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I was like, you won't give me water, but you're giving me this Which? cup of coffee. It's not even, like, prepped right. It right. means Get the fuck out of here. I threw the coffee out. Yeah. Looked at me and walked away. Other guy comes... The other guard comes in. I'm like, what do you... I'm like, yo... I'm like, what do you got? I'm like, you have... You, you know, the guy's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you got electrical? You know, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, yo, impress me. Are you going to nuke me? Right. Do you have a shower? Right. Like, what do you... You know, like, what, what's... Yeah. You know, because it's like we're American, like, he's threatening. Like, mm. just, they were trying to, like, put... I didn't like it. Like, right. I didn't know if there was something going on. So yeah. It's like, I'm nipping that in the fucking bud. That's right. Like, you're not, you know, like my grandmother hit people survivors in her in her fucking basement. Yeah, you know, like you know she's she's been around that. Fuck. So, you know, she's seen women carrying dead infants, trying to that way half exploded, trying to get away from Jesus. Just just horrific things. Of so, course. Yeah. So I'm not. So I'm not. Like you already got me to sell over a riot. I didn't even start, which turned out to be a fifty thousand dollar riot. Which the next day in the papers We made the papers Which was dope Because it was kind of like front page Yeah That's Yeah That's yeah, alright American thug Terrorist uh, Nuclear rap group Comes over and starts riot and Nuclear rap group I don't know whatever, whatever. Well, They good. picked it up like We were fucking yeah. maniacs Or something You know They used Crazy. the picture of course With Bill with some like Fucking Terrorist glasses And some like headdress So he looked like Yeah He just looked they, they found a, a ridiculous picture of Bill. <laughs> of course. We didn't look right. It, it just, you know, Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, it wasn't a good look, so we made front page of that, and, and I mean, it was just bizarre, dude. I mean, it was dope. You know, everybody knows the restaurant story, you know, the lock in the restaurant. Um, so you want to, you, you want to, I mean, we all got, we, we're going two hours and 20. We'll do another, we'll do another time. Then we can do it. We'll do it another time. We'll go, we'll bang, we'll go back to the beginnings of nonfiction and yeah. shenanigans and yeah. stuff. Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, we'll do that. All right, we'll definitely do that. We'll keep it real. Yeah, we'll keep it real. What we'll do is maybe, maybe after, maybe after the Heavy Metal King 7-inch comes out or so the next thing that you drop comes out we'll schedule it around that so we can fucking yeah, we'll build on that we'll definitely do it I mean there should be some non-fiction material out there you go and I'm excited about people hearing it yeah I am too um a lot of shit in the in the in the horizon I have a side project that we can talk about another time which is okay it's non-hip-hop put it this way it's really alright very heavy it's, it's crushing dude that's all I can say dope I'm all like, about it crushing as fuck dope I'm all about and it and I'm just a regular dude alright with a Hellhammer t-shirt on alright 
But yeah, yeah I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> right. I'm just a bass player. Okay. In that situation, I'm, I'm not, you know. Okay. I'm not that guy, you know. Yeah. I'm that guy. So. All right. When's that gonna come out? Uh, next year, sometime. Okay. We're gonna do an EP. Okay. Those any, guys. Those guys. Want to spill out any names? Oh, those guys. They they play in a group uh, now called Come to Grief. Okay. And um, you know, there's a few of those goals in that okay. group that I'm working with, and it's a new project. All right. Similar in material, kind of in style, a little bit. Okay. But just completely different. All right. It's just really heavy. Good. Um, and that's you know, like I said, just staying busy and a lot of different, a lot of different things coming up. So. Dope. Good looks for having, uh, having, uh, having me, and uh, yeah, good looks for fucking yeah. for for me coming all the way here to fucking anytime, chill in the head, chill in the crib, and any, bullshit. Anytime, brother. The you know the commune is the commune is always open. Your kiss record just fell because of the turn. Right. I thought maybe it was always open. And the shout out, shout out to Jack, and uh, yeah, man. Now, was it at the Lord Goat? Lord Goat Lord Goat On Instagram That's a new gimmick The, the Lord Goat Right It's more you know, The Lord Goat Yeah And um Do you wanna I always ask If it's a completely up to you Do you wanna End this episode With a song Like What do you mean Like a play Yeah One of your songs What do you mean What do you mean What do I mean I don't know You mean you wanna Listen to it No I'm gonna put one of your songs at the end of this episode. Oh, so which song do you want? To okay, I know. yeah, I'm leaving it up to you. I, I, I didn't know you meant one of my songs. I thought you meant a song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not one food, of my. How about Food Embassy? Food Embassy works for me. From the multi-platinum album Electric Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, it's multi-platinum. Yeah. So go to Smoke on Records and get that go limited to Smoke edition. Smoke on Records, get a few copies. They'll be sold out. We might do different colored vinyl, but definitely get them. There's still a few left. Yeah. Of that dope green splatter shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. The first one's not splatter. It's regular green. Right. The next pressing's going to be splatter with okay. colors. So. Uh, we new merch, new, you know, new t-shirts. So just no website up yet. Just All right. Go to my Instagram, see what's good. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. It's cool. It's not hard to get in touch with. Nah, you know? Word. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody who supported. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who hates. Yeah, well, yeah, without the haters, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. And that's it. Thanks thanks for keeping it real. Absolutely, my man. Keeping it dirt. Yeah, keeping All it right. dirt. All right. All right, brother. All right, yeah, food embassy off Electric Lucifer. Don't buy it. Just fucking buy it. We're over here now. <laughs> Go to work 
like vice lords Up in no flying zones, mind crime zones and cyborgs Impaled Nazarene till the bots climb boards Food embassy, mix the dope with pine saw Norma Mella, cocaine strips like Lord and Taylor Snow blind, Paul Barrett shit, Gorsini sheer terror I serve any weather, guns hit your head quicker My blood pumps paint thinner, I'm an ancient killer Hopping out infinity trucks, Hillary Duff You not in the streets now, you a history buff Paid dues, got my hands dirty, Maserati freeze Empty pots, got pounds, hot books and poppies I'm getting in where Lennon got murdered After Papa Burners, I'm calm, my self-composure perverted I get work from Yemen to Russia New lands to discover, Van Halen coke The shit that burn rubber Food embassy, guns, drugs, the young killers Food embassy, state pens and blood thinners Food embassy, the cuffin', let the slugs hit ya Food embassy, to the Vario, the lung sifter Food embassy, guns, drugs, the young killers Food embassy, state pens and blood thinners Food embassy, the cuffin', let the slugs hit ya Food embassy, to the Vario, the lung sifter I fuck bitches in the ass, voice like Fran Drescher Wheelchairs working at Sonics, heaven with mad shit Reading sluts, watch dead porn stars like evil luck With two cups, my moves are broke tomb just a ghoul on dust From enslavement to obliteration I'm addicted to burgundy dinner Mental patient considerations Worship Valhalla Plasma keep my sword wet Gorge your flesh, I'm a Georgia Coffin syrup making arrests Elimination of master incineration My image Satan, no application Bacon is tragic, hated Green Park and Lebanese hash They said Satan was a tempt of a Christ Many nights, that's why the emperor passed Lucifer, Isaiah 14 Go read the telegraph Elohim, Rabbi God, I be my Better half. Food embassy, guns, drugs, the young killers. Food embassy, state pens and blood thinners. Food embassy, the cuffin, let the slugs hit ya. Food embassy, to the vario, the lung sifter. Food embassy, guns, drugs, the young killers. Food embassy, state pens and blood thinners. Food embassy, the cuffin, let the slugs hit ya. Food embassy, to the vario, the lung sifter. Give me some, that's all. You hoes anyway. No big deal, nothing new for trash like you. Nothing new for fans like you. Nothing new for fans like you.